0: Hello and welcome back to the TetraCast. This is RPG Sites weekly podcast where we get the site staff together to talk about our favorite genre of video games. My name is Brian Vitale and we're back to the usual crew here today. Let me go through everyone who's with me. We have George Foster. Hello, hello. Welcome back, George. We missed you last week. Uh, We
1: have Josh Torres. Happy to announce that I'm voicing Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have
0: Adam, Adam Vitale. Hello. James Galizio. I'm uh, doing all right. <laughs> and Chow Min Woo. How's it going? So last week on the podcast, we kind of talked about how we were in like a holding pattern waiting for uh, TGS, which we hasn't happened yet. Obviously, it's happening at the end of the month into early October. And then, of course, uh, you know, Nintendo just walks in and says, hold everything. Nintendo Direct, here you go. Uh, looking at the slate of the things to talk about today, the vast majority of it has filtered out of the Nintendo Direct that was just a couple days ago. Uh, That's going to be the plurality of what we talk about, all the RPG-related or adjacent announcements, some of the uh, shadow drops that came up uh, during that thing we'll be talking about, uh, some of the things that maybe we were expecting after it was announced, but we didn't end up seeing. We do have a few games that people have been playing that we'll be talking about, uh, but this might be a, a little bit of a less lesser focus this week for the podcast, just because a lot of people have been playing things that are under embargo, or we'll discuss later when it comes to talking about what came out of the Nintendo Direct. So I'm looking at what people have listed for games they've been playing. And the one that is uh, out of the list for this week that is most interesting to me is actually what uh, George has listed here. George, welcome back. Yes. So you get to talk about, Hello. is it Kena or Kena? Or do we know? <laughs>
2: I actually, uh, <laughs> I Kenna had a Google Bridge it like of five seconds ago. I was like, I'm going to Google how to pronounce it. Cause otherwise I'll be saying it's Kena the whole time. It is Kenna. Um, so K- Kenna Bridge and- of Spirits is like
0: a game that we uh, at one time considered covering. Cause it sort of had that Zelda adventuresque, you know, close enough sort of feel. But at, mm-hmm. at some point we decided not to. So, um uh, I'm interested to hear your, uh, impressions on what you've played of, of Kenna. Uh,
2: so I've only really played like about two or three hours of it. And I'm kind of convinced you could definitely get away with covering it here. Um, it is very adventurous. Uh, it's, Define so that it, for it's, me. It's, what does that mean? Yeah, It's, it's kind of hard to like. So basically it's very, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe like what an adventurous sense is, but it, it, you're, you play as a uh, Kenna <laughs> who I can now pronounce the name of. Um, and she is a spirit guide, uh, and essentially what she does, she goes to this sort of foresty area. Um, I'm I'm assuming there's gonna be more depth to it. I'm assuming that maybe there's a reason she's there. Yeah, to, to, right to, now- back, to
1: back up a little bit, this is like this is by an indie studio, like their their first game, and they're like it's by Ember Labs, I think, and this is their first game. And like this was like first unveiled at like I think at the PS5 uh, reveal, like, reveal yeah. Yeah, like last year, like that it caught the eyes of a lot of people because like the visuals were like Pixar-S quality and whatnot. And and what we're on, like like kind of like the the basic thing is for I don't know, it's like people have talked about this game in the vernacular and it's like it's like a PS2 game, but in a good way. Because it's kinda of like yeah. sort of that um I don't know if it's like stage based, but it seems like you know, kinda of going back to those uh sort of not B game, but like kinda of like not quite triple A game either it's like maybe A or double A, whatever the fuck double that a, means. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well but, yeah, like a, a vernacular aside, uh it's it's not stage based because there is like there's collectibles and there's sort of open areas but they're very like they're they're contained they're very contained okay um and it's done in an in an act manner so like like i was saying where she's in the forest uh you first start off you're helping one spirit basically move on to the afterlife okay. uh and then after that i'm now in a new area where i'm helping another spirit move on to the afterlife uh, I believe, and I think that's how it's going to go. Where you just keep running into these people and helping them have you free their have, have you ever
1: played Overlord? Uh, way back when. Oh my
2: god, Overlord! Jeez, that that's a blast. It, yeah, um, it, 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 it,
1: like it, that's what it reminds you of. Like you're kind of recruiting like these little like I'm to call them minions here, like to help. <laughs> do they help you out in any sort of way? Like it, it seems like you're amassing them like an army, like following you.
2: It that that is how it seemed at first to me as well. So they're called the Rock. Um, and they're like these really cute little, like Adam would love them. They're like these cute little, like tiny, they're, they're like puffles. If you ever played club penguin, that's a, yeah, oh yeah, again. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. But, um, and you collect them. They're more of a collectible than anything else. So you get them. They do help you out, but it's not like, it's not like overlord where it's like, I have a hundred of these. So they'll help me lift heavier stuff. They, whether you have 15 or whether you have 30, they'll be doing the same thing. It just lets you upgrade yourself a bit more. So if you have more, you can unlock like a, a a dash attack sort of thing. That's what they're used for, um, and they're also just really cute. And you can like customize them, um, but it's it's not like that in any sense. It's much more. It is it is just an adventure game really. Um, and as Brian has challenged me with, that's kind of hard to to ascertain like what that is. But it is literally just you're just exploring areas, you're doing puzzles. You're unlocking abilities, you're following like a basic storyline.
1: Uh, is there like some I, I, sort of skill tree in this game? Like, and, and the, A very
2: like... small one, very okay. small one. Like when it, I think it's... of
1: adventure
0: games, I think of kind of, uh, first of all, everyone's going to have, like there's no, there's no dictionary that declares what an adventure game is. I, what I think of is I think of progression through like tools. Like getting like a hook shot in Zelda or something in Dark yeah. that allows you to climb walls or, or whatever. Um, and a lot of times you see these in RPGs as well, like the East games where it's an RPG, but then also Adol will get similar sort of new abilities as they go as they, he goes through the. Um, is there damage abilities Yes, there are, are there no damage floaters? Oh, not an RPG <laughs> okay.
2: In. There is. There are health bars <laughs> above the enemy's head. Hmm. Is, is that cool? Is that, does that quantify like we do that
1: hmm. no uh, <laughs> we't well, we we, we can not tell, we can't tell, yeah we can't tell you yes or no we're not the ones who dictate that in the end
2: <laughs> i will say the Zelda the Zelda comparison keeps coming up uh and it does feel very Zeldery. um and I, I hate to use that like i know we always get in trouble for calling stuff very breath of the wild but it is <laughs> it's just very whimsical and like basic but it's so full of life and charming and you're just you're literally just exploring areas. It's really relaxing.
1: It just reminds um, you of old games. Like, you know, like I think of like Mark, things like Mark of Cree, for example. I, 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 I remember now.
0: I saw somebody compare it to Star Fox Adventures.
3: Okay. Which is also yeah.
0: kind of a, see that. you know, yeah. it, it's that clear PS2, obviously GameCube era, Zelda ish adventure game. So I, oh, I did yeah. see someone specifically compare it to that, though. One adventure game that I always kind of think of is there's an old game for the original Xbox called Azeric. Which has like an oh. elemental system where you have like fire, water, earth, but then you can combine like water and earth to make like mud element or fire and air to make like steam or stuff like that. And then just like the way that you unlock different abilities. So here, let's wrap this back around to Kina or Kenna. Like after you do like the first spirit guide, do you unlock like a new capability for the character or a new yes. movement skill or whatever?
2: So So for the first time you get a bow, um, at first, I was like, "Oh, it's just a new combat thing," but it's not. Like, it turns into a movement thing. It turns into, it, it turns into kind of a hook shot if you shoot it, at, like specific flowers. Um, and then the second time, you get like a bomb ability that can make like anti-gravity platforms. So I guess now I'm thinking about it. Now that we've mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, that's a very adventurous element. Um, it's it's really good so far, though. Uh, I wouldn't say it amazes me in any capacity besides the graphics. Like, the graphics are. Maybe one of the best looking games I've seen. Just I, I love the style. It is very CG animated film from like 2019. Like does that does that sound like an well, insult I, that's meant well, in like actually, a, 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 no, no, a I was very specific, specific say year?
0: Was, <laughs> not 2018, not 17.
2: But uh I was gonna say that the little
0: allies you get almost look like uh toothless from How I Trained your, or The
2: Dragon Show. Yeah. I, How yeah. I Trained My Dragon, whatever it's called. How to Train Your Dragon, yeah. Yeah, that one. You were close. <laughs> Uh, it reminds. I think the comparison I've seen before is beyond Good and Evil. It reminds me of that quite a lot. Okay, yeah,
3: uh, yeah.
2: And having to think about it for a second, the first thing I guess the first adventure game that comes to my head, and also probably what I would closely compare it to is Rayman Two, which is kind of a weird comparison, but Rayman Two is quite like stage based and well, I guess it's like Rayman Revolution, which was the PS2 sort of like remaster that added in like hub worlds. That is what it reminds me of. It, well, um, and I- Best in the world. who will feel that way. But it's it's go, kind of weird how
1: how like we've looped back around though, and, and sort of like it. Like these types of games now are like weirdly refreshing because we don't see much of them anymore. Because of, like a lot of like you know game studios have opted for like that uh, third person cinematic adventure. Well, like, look what, what Ubisoft's does. turning
0: Beyond Good and Evil yeah. into with Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yeah, which I guess geezer. still exists, yeah. which oh. is like this giant open world mega game thing my super come out game at some point yeah super game <laughs> so like we've been we've been spending a lot of time talking about like these game comparisons which is sort of weird because it's like you should like we should like kind of stand on its own what type of game it is rather than comparing it to other things but the fact that you don't get these sorts of games very often anymore sort of makes those comparisons like interesting in a way just because we haven't seen a game like this in a while so
2: I, I would I like I I, I love the idea in fact, it should be standard that every game stands on its own two feet, even even feats <laughs> even like a sequel i think you should judge on its own merits not necessarily basing on what it improves what it does on its own uh but the problem with kenner is that it doesn't re- it's not a problem but it doesn't do anything that original like it is just sort of like an amalgamation uh with really nice graphics and i don't think that's a problem yeah so it's what i those, think it's, it feels like one of those is like if like
1: one of these games came back and with like modern tech what would it look like sort of case yeah clean. exactly
2: Until um so it's nothing i would recommend it I, I would definitely recommend it and i'm i'm really enjoying what i've played but like it wouldn't scratch the bottom of the top 10 list like uh, it would be uh, a, a very that's a good game okay
1: how, how about this think about like that you know maybe early ps3 360 or ps2 gamecube era like mm. these types of like like kind of b to double a type of games which one of those would you like to see with like modern graphics again that nothing has changed about the gameplay just you just want to see it they're like mm. really pretty graphics like kenna
2: see that this is my this is my jammy like this sort of game is mm-hmm. exactly what i love like if we go and be on the rpg space and you can't uh, say psychonauts
1: would... too because that's because that's what no, rayman two. rayman two. all
2: right yeah. Definitely. anyone else
1: no have, a, have a darling? I have an
0: answer it's gonna sound like a meme but it's it's genuinely not i would oh, actually oh, really like to have uh, an adventure game of this sort set in the Donkey Kong universe, like basically okay. Donkey Kong 64 yeah. only done well. You know?
1: <laughs> I can
2: see so,
0: that. Oh. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's I would totally play that.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, so that's, that's a really interesting answer. The, I, I, I this is weird to me. I don't know. Like it mine's mine is a tie between like a little PS2 game called Bujingai The Forsaken City that's like it's very infamous for um it's like kind of like a Wuxia type of uh, title starring Gact as the main character essentially he's the main actor and um, uh, Chaos Legion which is uh, by Capcom and that was like a very dark gothic sort of like edgelord type of game where you command like <laughs> like, like like these summons uh, sort of like a chess game almost uh, for levels of like they, these are like direct answers to like the obstacles that you face like those are like the two games that come to mind like you know what? A lot of people didn't like these, but man, I adored these.
2: Oh, there there are so many good examples, though. Um, And as I say that, like planning to segue into like, oh, this would be another good one. I completely forgot what game I was on about. <laughs> this is the problem. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of hard yeah. to focus down. Like Rayman who's easy to choose because like, I love Rayman to death. But if you, if you ask me, oh, okay, Mr. Cocky Guy, Kenner's like every other game, is it? Name five. I would kind of struggle. I'd have to really think about it. So maybe ignore everything I've said. I'm an idiot. That's the message. All nah, I want to say is, no. is
3: that the uh, one like uh, <laughs> 3D platformer I was kind of hoping to finally get was announced this week, which is the uh, Kirby 3D platformer, which uh, isn't on the news. Yes. So I just wanted to mention it because it's like, hell yeah, I've been wanting a 3D Kirby game ever since I uh, managed to get a taste of it, in it with Kirby Air Ride back on the GameCube.
0: It's been a while since we had like a full fledged Kirby game, like relative to when, how often Kirby games normally come out. Yeah, wasn't, there, I mean, wasn't there? It's been really like one. two
1: whole years. The, the 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 recent one that came out was like some like updated free to play like side scroller battle thing that like, oh, wasn't that okay. was whatever. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That, that, like the the one take I do like about the the recent Kirby, I forget the name of the game, already Kirby something discovery or whatever, was uh the was for Pro ZD. Pro I was like, it's like it was reassuring to know that Kirby will outlast all of human civilization because it's like a <laughs> post-apocalyptic type of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right.
3: I yeah, feel like just to be kinda... just to be
0: clear, uh, like Kirby Star Allies came out in 2018 on Switch. It was, it was more side scrollerish, and like yeah. that was a proper Kirby game, but like. 3 whole years uh, without like a mainline Kirby game is a long time relative to this series. So, but since then we have gotten Super Kirby Clash and Kirby Fighters 2 and Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn on 3DS even
1: uh, was I that No, that I was after. Yes. Huh. Uh, I know. 2018. You believe it. Oh, 2018. I, no, I'm re- I'm really happy that Sakurai can finally find happiness after the Smash DLC. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good on the guy. Any other final thoughts on uh, *Kena: Bridge of Spirits*? Uh
2: I'm I'm also really early into it. Well, I, I I'm I'd say I'm about like ugh, definitely not halfway, like just under halfway. So maybe like the last act is like this revolutionary thing that like blows blows me away and it becomes my game of the year. I, I don't know yet. I'm still quite early, but I am really enjoying what I've played, and it is one of the least stressful games I've played in a long time. Like it is very nice to just sit there and watch pretty graphics, watch those weird little rot things just run around i like it like it's 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 a sweet game
0: and we'll stick on the uh through line of talking about games that really aren't rpgs at all uh by going over to something that james has been playing so he's also talked a bit on previous podcasts about his import of hajimari but he's also been playing on the side uh some Metroid titles, or is it has it just been the one?
3: Um, no. So, back in uh, June or July, I played through the two 2D Metroid games I hadn't played before, besides Samus Returns Zero Mission and Fusion, basically getting caught up for mm-hmm. uh, Dread. So, I've owned Samus Returns for quite a while now on the 3DS, obviously. And, um, I wanted to play it, I put about an hour into it on my 3DS, decided no, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. get hand cramps, I, I just I I I can't play my my uh, 3ds anymore, especially for action titles. For something like Etrian Odyssey, fine, but for like Metroid, it's just I don't know. I just I just can't. So I made a dump and I played through it on Citra on a stream. So yeah, I uh, enjoyed it. It's funny because with Samus Returns, you've got so many people talking about how they feel about the changes that Mercury Steam brought to the table namely the melee counter and kind of there's a lot of contention about how samus returns plays and how it feels compared to the rest of the series um yeah it's, it's
1: it definitely feels more action-packed because like it like it you know like it definitely has that mercury steam type of like side scroller polish because they did the sides the, the castlevania lords of shadow uh side scroller game too off yeah, of that mirror of fate <laughs> mirrors of fate yeah. yep
3: Overall, though, I was pretty pleasantly surprised and uh, especially seeing the changes that Dread's made and looking at the trailer again like a couple of times. It's, I'm really, really excited for Dread. There's a pretty good chance that that's going to be my game of the year because I really Damn. enjoyed Samus Returns and man, Dread looks so freaking good. Yeah, it I thought about the stick nuts.
0: I don't know if I can draw like a, a really strong line here, but I have not played the only Mercury Steam games that I've played are their uh, Castlevania ones, which especially Mira Fate and their second one, which had a lot of like hoopla behind the scenes with its like director. Uh, I re- my main takeaway from those games is that they have amazing art direction. So like. Uh, it's interesting to see them take a completely different direction with the new with their Metroid titles with Samus Returns and now Dread because I do think they still look fantastic even though it's a very different sort of game.
1: I forgot Mercury team is involved with Dread, right?
3: Yep. Yeah, they're the okay. developer.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
3: Retro I mean, Studios
0: is going to need a bit a bit of time <laughs> for a uh, yeah you know.
1: for sure. But yeah, Dread Dread has a lot of potential. Like uh, like I haven't really seen much of it outside of its like initial reveal because I don't really want to. Know much about it, but uh, uh, like the, the bits of things I've seen, it's like these are smart ways to modernize the Metroid formula. Uh, it looks really
2: slick. Mm. Yeah. I've I would avoid the trailers. They are they're amazing. Like they're really really like good atmospheric trailers. But apparently they do like show quite a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm new to Metroid completely. Like I've never played a single one, so I'm like I don't I don't really chance, care about but... like
1: like whenever it gets to Metroid type stuff like I don't really care about like oh are there spoil- like story spoilers in it it's more like I just want to see the different environments for myself for the first
3: time Okay, and oh, they, yeah. they, they, they have shown
0: off a few of the bosses and things
3: so. yeah yeah don't watch the most recent trailer because they basically show off like a, a short glimpse of pretty much every area
1: that's how I was like kind of facing away because like we did a group watcher at Discord of the Nintendo Direct and like I kind of just had like my <laughs> direction elsewhere when Dread was on or Dread was on uh, the screen I was like oh well okay
3: yeah, it's going to be uh, crazy to see how it does. And it's like one thing for sure is that nobody, if Dread doesn't sell well, nobody, absolutely nobody can blame Nintendo for not marketing it.
1: Oh, yeah, they've been marketing <laughs> shit out of it. It's the most I like. It too much. <laughs> it, it's the biggest Metroid push they've done in forever.
3: They're reading really it as their holiday title, which is huge. Like, Metroid is Nintendo's biggest release of the year. Like, if you had told me that, like, even like six months ago, I would have called you insane. Well, it's kind of weird because it,
0: <laughs> about like about like five years ago, six years ago, it was always Mario, Mario, Zelda, Metroid, or maybe even longer than that. Like that's what people treated as like the three pillars, but Metroid really never quite fit there because like Mario Kart always did better. Splatoon came in and was like a huge seller and then Animal Crossing um, uh, like did you know insane numbers last year and then metroid just kind of kept falling down the list in terms of like how relevant it was and 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 people would even joke about it like in terms of like the 25th anniversary for mario versus zelda what nintendo would do versus for metroid they didn't do anything um and now here they are like 2021 metroid is getting the spotlight that it's never had before uh you could say maybe it's in the absence of any other options but still it's nice to see (laughs) if you were cynical you might say that (laughs) You have to have a little bit of cynicism, but no, it's if that's the circumstances that bring about why they're giving it such a push. And hey, we uh we kind of poo-pooed on Capcom pushing Monster Hunter Stories 2 so much, and that ended up selling really well. So Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: The, the, hey, the, yeah, the formula works. Yeah. So yeah, that, that means that means that SMT five is on track to sell like 10 million at this yes. rate. <laughs> Marketing is effective. The one thing about Samus Returns that it's it feels weird because it
0: because it released so late in the life cycle. Like was, was the switch out when it came out? or was it like bang bang was asked, as-
1: it was pretty close i remember uh, i remember that game and the and the warrior wear game the last warrior wear that came out on 3ds like those were the final two games i played on my 3ds I haven't really touched it since that, those, so that's kind of my memory of like the, where my 3ds was at
0: but i guess james will really have the really best good. feeling for all of us like to see how mercury steam improved from take 1 to take 2 going into dread yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Like it, Samus Returns had like a like it, it felt really weird to to be honest. Like I, I didn't hate it, but it was like one of those man. Metroid is really different now. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's very different. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I think the one thing that people don't give uh, Mercury Steam enough credit for is they did a really good job of making the different zones feel visually distinct, like yeah. even more so than like r did and. I'm kind of glad that like both AM2R and Samus Returns exists because they're both very different takes on like remaking the same game. And it's really interesting from like a game development standpoint to kind of see how two different teams can go in wildly different directions and still have like great games at the end of it. Really cool.
0: And that's pretty much all we had for the games talk section. We'll bring up a few more because uh, they'll basically become relevant as we go through what was announced in the Nintendo Direct. Uh, but before we get into everything that came out of that Direct, we do ha- we do have two features up on the site from this last week. One of them is kind of like very similar to one that we had last week when we had Colin on the podcast. He wrote up a kind of an impression sort of overview for the Switch port of Nino Kuni Two. And he basically just went back to to do it again, uh, and did the same thing for the Switch port <laughs> of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. So uh, if Woo-hoo! you are, yeah, you, have you played through all of the DLC on uh, Kakarot? I know you played the first two. Uh, did, did you I, do the trunk stuff?
2: I I did most of it, and I was I was impressed with like how well they translated it over to a game and didn't leave stuff out, but. Yeah, I, 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 I was I was over Kakarot, you know, like I, it's a really really good game, but once you put in like 40 50 hours, you're done. I I was done.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Colin is as you if you listened to him on the podcast last week, he if a game releases on Switch, he's like three times more likely to pay attention to it. Uh and he seems pretty <laughs> impressed with uh what Dragon Ball Z Kakarot how it plays on the Switch. So
1: Goku always wins, baby.
0: Yep. And then we also got a feature up on the site where if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard uh, some of James's impressions on his import of Hajimari no Kiseki or Trails into Reverie as when it will release here in years and years. Uh, But he he wrote up his uh, formal thoughts into an import impressions article uh, up on the site. And uh, maybe I'll let James speak to it because it's a very it's a a positive piece. Don't worry.
3: Put down your pictures. Yeah, Please. Please put down your pitchforks. I can't take another. Um, Basically, it doesn't right the wrongs of Cold Steel 4 in my eyes, but it does a lot to make me much more excited for the series' future. It's a really good game. It's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. But if you're the type of Trails fan that I am, I don't see any reason why you won't enjoy like Hajimari or Trails into Reverie quite a bit. Uh, Again, read the article if you want to get, like, the full impressions. It's not... It doesn't have any spoilers. I was pretty safe to make sure it was, like, just talking about the, like, systemic, like, changes and, like, how not the... I think I had an easier time writing about Hajimari than I did Cold Steel 4, which is kind of weird.
0: Well, that's actually that's actually just maybe indicative that you actually enjoyed it rather than you wished it was better. But yeah, so we've heard you talk on the podcast a couple of times, but we have the formal thoughts up. Uh, but I assume most of us are going to be in the same boat as me that has to wait for a few years. But it's nice to know that it's worth looking forward to, uh,
3: and this, at least this on your- is- I- this oh, is yeah. semantic, but uh, I didn't import it. I borrowed a copy from someone that imported it. So ah,
1: okay. Uh, five, five days till the new uh, Trails game comes out in Japan. So you guys have it. pre oh, there.
3: I like, have I, it. I have it preloaded. Yeah,
1: I'm still nice.
3: thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, still, well, I'm
4: still in that phase of like. Oh, hmm.
3: well, Josh, you need to play Hajimari first. No, hey, we're gonna play Melty
4: no. instead. It comes out in the same. You're day. right. You're right. Maybe I should just be
3: like, fuck Trails. You need you know, to make room for you know the God's Galaxy. Come on, guys. You know what, Josh? I have mm. the perfect idea. Uh-oh. Get Hajimari on PC since you're just building a new PC. Mm. You got to <laughs> build that PC first. Well, <laughs> I, already, I already pledged to help him with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not built, so yeah, it doesn't change <laughs> James happen. is going to build the PC. <laughs> That's right.
1: Look, I, look, my friends have dubbed me uh, before the Antichrist of Technology, so... That should tell you everything you need to know about when I try to build uh, PCs. I've done it twice, and I've uh, twice uh, that bad things have
4: happened. I think I'm in the same boat. I tried to do modifications when I see from the net, and they didn't go out so, so well. <laughs> and with
0: that, we're going to move into all of the things that were discussed and introduced and announced in the Nintendo Direct. So very much a news-heavy podcast, but there is a lot to talk about uh, it feels like over the last couple of years, like when we, I remember when I first joined the site, whenever we covered Nintendo Directs, so there was like one or two or maybe three things to pick up for our coverage. It just seems like every single year there's more and more uh, that could be more RPG focused from Nintendo Studios and partners, or it could be that we're just like, <laughs> just covering more stuff just generically but every single time there's a nintendo direct it's always like a really cool site behind the scenes here to get all the news up to get all the get all the new media all the new trailers all the new screen screenshots and images and uh get it all arrayed out to do a podcast over it so
1: the natural state of things and you know, as years have gone by everything's an rpg now brian I'm sorry yep.
0: so i don't know the order here but this is kind of an order of prominence i guess games that we're most interested in in uh from our site's purview. So not necessarily the order that they were announced in the Nintendo Direct. Uh, I did not put this first, but if it was my choice, I would have put it first anyways. Uh, and that is, we have a release date for what was formerly known as Project Triangle Strategy, now known as Triangle
1: Strategy. <laughs> we <called it. laughs> Yeah, I won. <laughs> I think we all called it. Yes. Uh, I, I, I love that they just like, they give people the glimmer of hope that like this can't possibly be the final name, right? It can't just be called Triangle Strategy, right? <laughs> and sure, sure enough, just like Octopath Project Octopath Traveler, um, yeah. Triangle, yeah,
2: yeah, What a ugh. what we, about did say this. we said this when it got announced that it would be Triangle Strategy. I don't even we'll... you know
4: why they do the working <laughs> title thing. It's like it's just gonna be what it is that they announced. So. Before so we get way, too
1: uh, far, far off, uh, well, what about Triangle Strategy, Ryan? Uh, what's going so, on there? So, in so way back in February,
0: uh, that's when I think it was February. That's when the demo released uh, for Project Triangle Strategy at the time, and I actually liked it enough that I like wrote up a big feature about more more of a listicle about all the things that I really enjoyed about it. Like that demo, even though it was like a vertical slice, it did show one of the things they marketed this game as is, is that it's going to be kind of like that Tactics Ogre-esque, very like divergent storytelling depending on the path you choose. And that's uh, you see a lot of games kind of market that like choice and consequence. We're just going to throw those buzzwords in and get people to buy our game and it doesn't end up meaning anything. But at least in the demo, depending on the choice you make, uh, the second map that you go to, like the second... Uh, Battle encounter is completely different with a different objective different different tools and it's so it's like e- even in that vertical slice it kind of sold the concept at least uh, but for this uh, they've announced that the release date is going to be March 4th of next year 2022. The Nintendo official site does have a full list of basically feedbacks from the demo survey about uh, difficulty, about load times, about some uh, of the battle specifics, about graphics in terms of like camera controls and zoom in, zoom out, things like that. Uh, so there's, it's very similar to the um, Strangers of okay. Paradise. No, I was gonna say about like the demo oh, results yeah. from the uh, from the OnSquare Enix's end for their for their Neo like action game, Strangers of Paradise, or Strangers, whatever yeah. that one's called, Chaos game, uh, Chaos <laughs> game. There we Chaos. go. Chaos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a game that I'm really excited for. Obviously, anyone that has any like nostalgia for Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre or whatever, this is definitely who they're kind of trying to court with this game. Uh, and I do think that the, the the demo really kind of sold the idea. So
1: I think, yeah, I have it. high hopes. Uh, I think it was, I, I, I'm I continue to be very thankful now that like a good portion of like, uh, developers have gone this, uh, route of like, Hey, we'll release a demo and then we'll release a survey and then we'll actually give you like visual, like a, a whole trailer detailing. Okay. We heard you from the, from the, from the survey, and then we're showing you the improvements that we're making in the final game based on your feedback the survey i think it's one of the most effective ways to like just kind of like market a game to me these it's like okay i i like i understand where you're going with this now thank you
2: so from the changes that they listed like i know they did a whole trailer for it um like listing a bunch of stuff is any of it stand out as like oh yeah that needed changing or is it all just smaller quality of life things to you guys
1: uh for me the the big thing for me was like the camera control uh specifically in that game um you know lo- lo- hopefully you know the load times are noticeable it's hard to uh, guess from a trailer but just the for me the camera controls and the isometric tactical rpg is always uh key like having Action. that be uh like responsive and flexible the one thing
0: that i actually wanted to see them fix that i don't think they addressed was um and a lot of people complained about Octopath Traveler 2 for this is that it's got like this weird depth of field effect where you are it's an isometric game in terms of like the, your camera's perspective. But like. Areas in the in the back parts of your of the rooms that you're v- witnessing or the fields that you're on are all blurred and things in the, f- the foreground are focus yeah. and like that's fine if you want to have like a slight depth of field effect for style but what happens was is that like there's a scene in the demo at least where there's two characters talking and as the dialogue continues like each one shifts in and out of focus and it's just really distracting just like can you just pick like a focal point and stick with it even if two different people are talking like I just felt like they just like this is a neat. Tr- and then they just like dialed it up to fifteen. I'm like, please, yeah. Stop. My,
1: my my distinct memory from the demo where like like that really popped up in an intrusive way for me. But like, I think there was like this proclamation at like the balcony of this castle, and like the nearby foliage like kept on shifting uh, in and out of focus in a really distracting way. That's like my big memory of it when I was playing through it months ago. Um, it. I, I hope that's like I don't know if they addressed that or not, but hopefully there is. You know, you just gotta wait for, for the. It. uh
0: Wait for the PC release, like Octopath Traveler eventually got, <laughs> and then wait for people to mod out the Depth of Field effect. There you
1: go. Great. Awesome. Just, just what I always wanted. Always uh, waiting months and months for the <laughs> yes. for people to mod things out and fix it.
0: Uh, the the optimal
1: gaming experience.
0: I actually don't mind Depth of Field, as like, in principle. It's just the implementation in the demo is really distracting. So hopefully they've tweaked it, or at, well, hopefully at least the final game will have some options for like strength.
1: I'll I be know. honest. I'm like. Like the the second thing I usually turn off if they if they if uh, a game allows for it is like first motion blur second depth of field is usually like the the things I turn off first. Yeah, motion like blur is always. Blur.
4: Oh, I was gonna say uh, motion blur mind, is always most, what I turn off. Don't mind yeah. it in certain games, but some games just look terrible. Like Final Fantasy uh, Type Zero. <laughs> I I knew <laughs> as yeah. soon
1: as someone uttered the words yep. motion blur, people would bring that <laughs> up. Like, that's that's requisite that's the uh, the classic example but that's the reason why i got tales of a rise on pc instead of ps5 because when i tried the ps5 demo and i like i swung the camera around the first time like this motion blur is like implemented in a very distracting way for me like i haven't i, I don't know like how people feel about it with the with the console versions but not like playing it on pc and having that to be able toggled off like it feels you know i, I have It doesn't feel as distracting now. Like I can just like fairly explore the world without having to worry about it looking like shit every time I happen to move the right analog
0: stick. Another one of the big announcements at the Nintendo Direct was the new expansion for Monster Hunter Rise, which if you like, based on the precedent set by World and Iceborne, I guess maybe this was expected, but some of the details actually are a bit surprising. So Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, new expansion was announced, set to release in summer of next year. For Nintendo Switch and simultaneously with PC, which is different that- from Iceborne, which was delayed in both uh, cases. Go ahead.
3: That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Date with PC. I am never touching my Switch uh, save ever, ever again. <laughs> I hope.
1: I hope they allow us to like
3: it, it, cross uh, save, please. Cross yes, say please.
1: please. I really want it. I'll fucking get it again on PC if you like us man i'm i don't know i'll play it
3: either way because yeah, you know i know that they're probably gonna have something like the uh defender armor or whatever it was called that i scored Hopefully, yeah yeah either yeah. way it's not like Rise's base game was that long so true
1: it's true like it, it's easily completable um but yeah the we, we finally got our our monster hunter G rank expansion for a rise, James. I'm I'm excited. This is where the real monster hunter starts again. Give, give me whoa, an end whoa, game. Whoa. Give me I, an yeah, end game.
2: <laughs> The real the real monster hunter was playing it. me, you, C D. That, that I'm sorry. It not even. was friends uh, we made only along the
1: way. It only okay. at the high ranks. So it wasn't real monster hunter for me. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, this is like the the typical treadmill. But where's G rank? They do. They do mention that it's a new
0: quest rank. I wonder if they'll just call it Master Rank again. I know the you a uh, long time will call it G Rank, but uh, now the uh, rich, the base game Rise is slated to release on PC in early 2022. But like, there's no details on like when the base game will be available versus the Sunbreak expansion uh, for yeah. PC. So I'm surprised they didn't like square that out. Or but maybe, maybe I'd have to
1: imagine it will like the the PC launch will just have all the Current content up to where the yeah. Switch rise is right now, right? They, I like it'd be insane if like they'd have to like wait for like the other part of it, like the Switch crowd did.
3: Well, to be fair, it's not like they, it's not like there's much they'd have to wait for. It took only a month for rise to get like like fake finished on Switch, and we haven't gotten anything since. So. Yeah, it's just like the collab
1: things, like they did, like a Mega Man, like you can dress your puppy now as role or. Not roll. Was it what's the dog's name? I already forgot. The role was All the girl. Wait, Rush. No, the Mega Man.
0: Oh, oh, the Mega Man dog. Oh shit. I, I forget Russ. his name. is it too. Rush?
1: Yeah, Rush, right. thank yeah, you. Right. I was like, that role is it, right? That role's the girl.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you, Rush. Yeah, the thing is is that uh I have not played Rise, but I played the hell out of uh, World in Iceborne. And but that seems like it had much of a more games as a service sort of philosophy behind it where they just kept adding and adding and adding across like six different types of updates where rise didn't quite ever have that sort of post launch support which maybe was actually for the best that it didn't just go long in the tooth and then we wouldn't have this like weird offset uh pc the console issue that we had with world i do have a question for james or other mo- longtime monster hunter uh folks so this this demon esque looking dragon in this teaser. It's I Absolutely. was gonna say, like, do we recognize yeah. this? Should I? Should I be? Should I be looking at this and going like, holy shit? Or it's just like, oh
1: yeah, I, I, Adam was asking me this. I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's you because it's that's new. Been, yeah, because that's how they announce these games is with a new flagship for yeah. expansion.
3: Yeah, like I don't think there's ever been a uh, new Monster Hunter game, like an actual new Monster Hunter game, where the flagship was a monster we already knew about. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, there hasn't.
2: I
0: kind of like it. It looks like a vampire again. Go ahead, George. Yep.
2: Are you are you finally going to play Moms Rise? I know I was asking you to do it. Oh, my God, that oh. was this year. That was this year. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But are you going to join it? Uh, let's see. I have a
0: long time to think about it because summer 2022.
3: So, well, well you, no, you have until early 2022. And it's not like I'm going to review the PC version. That's not what we usually do. You're the are most, you, Brian?
1: Brian. you are the <laughs>
3: most qualified person to review the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise.
1: Dude, I have I probably have my new PC up by the time Rise hits too on PC. Ooh,
0: now when uh when. World first released on PC there was a lot of like they it uses entirely maybe not entirely but mostly all the steamworks integration for the for the online network and back end stuff so i assume they're going to stick with that but i remember when it, when world first launched there was a lot of ish, people with disconnection issues and all that stuff it's so still hopefully an it,
3: issue.
0: still i remember yeah. it's it, it it attenuated a bit as it got along i i stopped having as frequent of problems but hopefully rise and Rise Sunbreak, launch on PC, and at least they've got like the know how
1: behind them, or that would be my hope anyway. It, it is funny because the, the like a, a lot of the responses to this was like, you know, this was Pokemon, we'd have a moon break as well.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the meme entry, Gunbreak. Hell yeah, uh, I'm in.
2: Gunbreak.
1: Gunbreak.
0: Uh, we also got a release date uh for us in the West for Rune Factory 5. So I do know that this launched last year in May in Japan. And I don't remember if we talked about Sorry. Yes. This year I was yeah, a year prior to the release in the West, which will be next year. So, yeah, May and this year in Japan. Uh, and I do know that Chow had imported it and has, was playing it. And we had watched him a little bit on it. I don't remember if it came up on a podcast uh, at all. I, I talked about it in a podcast. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't remember if it was a podcast or if it was just us uh, just chatting in here, Uh, but it will it will release on March 22nd, also 2022 and then March 25th in Europe for Nintendo Switch. Did you ever end up finishing in Factory five or did you end up like falling off of it?
4: I'm kind of falling off of it and going back on and off. It's I don't know. I'm not. Really, totally sold. I think it's probably the performance issue, or maybe when you discover exploits, it gets patched in the next patch or something.
1: Dude, I'm just like, I'm like thinking, like man, I hope they announce a PC version not that far off because it seems like it seems like a fun game. But man, when you the the, everything I hear about this game is like it's 70% the performance issues and maybe 30% game content because it it feels so prevalent, uh, in this in what you know, the current release in Japan. I don't know if it's gonna. Get any better for the western release uh, the uh, on top of this release date though uh, like you know exceed games had a localization blog up for this and uh they're uh actually adding uh same-sex marriages for the first time in the series and i guess that'll come as an update for the japanese version as well so people are now just free to you know uh, pursue romance no matter what uh protagonist they choose which you know Ooh, it's good close. on them good on them
4: yeah, yeah i think that's very great
1: yeah, but yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people have been clamoring for it. I think even like clamored for it too.
4: Like when we were talking like, about it, people have been bagging this since since the series probably started. Maybe around like the third game or the fourth game, they're like, it's like when is this coming? And it, you know, people were expecting it to be in five, right? But, you know, it wasn't there on when it launched. So, so good on them for adding it.
1: And, and hopefully, this is just like a, a standard thing that's just going to be there at launch in future, future entries. This shouldn't be like. An update, let's say in the poem or whatever. You no, know, that like this should just be there at launch. But it for the Western release, it will it'll it will be there at launch. And you know, cool. And, and I say like they'll have like new like um animated cutscenes for them, like in the in the trailer, like they showed off that hey, there'll be an animated cutscene for the same-sex marriages, like you know, during the wedding ceremony and whatnot. So sure.
0: It's far cry from the like best Friends system that some similar games had done for a while it's kind of like a weird like
4: yeah.
0: workaround Yep. yeah mm-hmm. this next game that showed up at the Nintendo direct was I don't think did we expect to see this here we talked about this on the podcast last week and that is the teaser for uh voice of cars the Isle Dragon roars which is a, a New York Otaro project as creative director very kind of hard to say title um we got we just had like the 30 second teaser. And I didn't know when we expected to hear more about this game, but we ended up hearing about it at the Nintendo Direct. So we did get a full uh, trailer for Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars. Um, It's going to be released on Switch, PlayStation 4, and PC on October 28th. Uh, As the biggest Taro fan here, Josh, what did you see out of this trailer that excites you or, or doesn't excite you?
4: Um.
1: There's quite a bit like that uh, surprising the trailer uh, that they, they did confirm that uh, Alim uh, will be working in it and they've done you know some high profile mobile projects like you know Brave Frontier Brave XVS the Final Fantasy series um, it's they actually you know since we only got a, a teaser earlier um, they actually showed off you know gameplay of the game and they uh, also announced a demo that's already out for on the eShop and PSN that I tried out um, it's. It's weird because it's basically a standard turn-based RPG. Like, even think of like the very first Final Fantasy of like, you know, you have this. Uh, at least in the demo, you have this uh, group of like three heroes. This uh, well, it was one woman and two accompanying uh, dudes. One's like a, a mage type. One's the white mage, and one's a warrior. Um, and the whole entire game is presented through cards. So, like even the overworld where you like walk on like say you uh you you go out of this like castle, and like all the tiles of that castle are all cards, and you're just like a little marker piece like going through the these cards uh, all the cards are like flipped down on the overworld, and like they'll only flip up if you uh travel to like an adjacent card and like say you go to this card, then the three adjacent touching cards will unveil themselves and like it, you could uh, obviously have you know random encounters uh, on that overworld, or like an event will happen. Like say, kind of like sort of like o- Organ Trail, like where you go to a node and like an event will happen. Like there's in the demo, you'll have like this uh, goblin that's like uh, like poison. It's like you want to use an antidote on it. You'll use an antidote, and it's like okay, it'll, it'll thank you later and like give you an item and whatnot. But um, it's it's i mean everything is uh narrated by a game master so and uh they have both uh different game masters obviously for the japanese version and uh, english version in in the english you have uh todd ha- Haberkorn uh doing it and then for the japanese one i think that's uh taroki and um it's I wish like there was like more to like really like go in but like if you just think of like a standard RPG just think of like that's this game but everything is presented through cards so like even in battles like when you enter a random battle in it it'll it'll get like a separate like card table and like shift it to like the the screen and then like you're it's like you're having like a card game with someone so you have like these two enemy cards against your three um hero cards and all of them have you know their Command turn-based things you can do like attacks, cast a spell, pass a turn, but they're all presented through cards, and everything that like um you like, everything you do is like done through card animation. So let's yeah, say... my
0: favorite part of this trailer is there's a part mm-hmm. where it's showing like a battle and like mm-hmm. one of the players cards is like flipping and spinning and attacking yeah, the enemy yeah. card like that's the animation they go with They're just like how do we animate this how, how, what what is it what if it just spins like a buzzsaw and it does damage like go with it good perfect
1: yeah so it's like it's like a standard like kind of like uh, dnd type of like session that you would have except everything is like visualized through like card flips and yeah. it's 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 a neat thing but i think i'm wondering like the right now it's novel because of like you know it's uh a lot of these things have been done before like systems wise like nothing is necessarily new in it like the only thing and quote-unquote new about it is the way it presents the presentation itself how it's abstracted
0: to the card. yeah it's it's very
1: distilled down to like you know what well where rpgs came from rpgs were derived from well video game RPGs were derived from, like, these tabletop RPGs, and now you're just kind of like, doing, like, a full circle of, like, okay, how would we, like, depict that, uh, like, you know, in a video game as a tabletop RPG? Um, obviously, you don't have to worry about, like, you know, the the cost of buying cards, so you just have, like, a, a plethora of cards spread out, uh, across it and whatnot. So Incoming a... digital booster packs. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, that'd be great. Mm. So I, I'm not really... I think the the, the weird thing that it, uh, I I don't like about it is just the responsiveness of the controls. Like, you have to move from well, tile to tile to tile, to, or card to card to card in, like, the overworld, what you would think as the overworld. And, like, you have, you have to wait for the animation, like, to be, like, the quick half-second animation of, like, the adjacent cards to flip over and then see, is like, is there a random encounter or is there an event or whatever, but like i just wish there was like a faster way to like traverse the map and like maybe have like all these cards flip as like as you're going through it because that 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 feels cumbersome like you're just basically sacrificing the tactile feedback for the sake of like presentation of like the and you know i i hope this is like a more small scale project with like maybe a maximum time of 20 hours that's what i'm hoping for um mm-hmm. but uh, other than that it's like you know there's not really much to talk about other because you you kind of visit this town and then you're trying to find like this royal treasure for this queen so you go through a through a dungeon and see that but you know it's it's like a standard rpg um and i'm really interested to see like if there's more to it i guess uh uh because i think there's a lot of potential that um uh, it'll it, it can you know uncover like there's like already like a like an in-game card game that you can have, that's like a that's available for multiplayer once you unlock it as well. It's a very simple like uh, point accrument game. It's a where you kind of like make sets of cards and try to uh, get more points than the opponent. Um, along with the game, uh, the game announcement, um, you know, the since a lot of the key figures on this project, Taro Saito, Okabe, Fujisaka, all of those worked on. The recent uh near replicate re-release, you know, so a lot of the DLC that they announced uh for this game is um themed around that. So you have like an Emil Avatar, an emile pattern, uh, yes yep, and a more Weiss uh board and uh devil is music. So you know it's sure, why not? Uh but well, that, like, I don't think it's going to make a big difference. I think the thing that really tripped me up, and I guess maybe I was just seeing things, like in the the trailer that they showed in the presentation. One of the cards looked like one from Dragon Guard Three. I was like, "Is that?" I I actually never went to go back on in the stream and like confirm that. I only saw like the official trailer, and she wasn't there. But you know, um, I don't know. It ha- it has potential. I don't know yet if I if I'm really. I, I feel neutral about it right now. I guess. It has a lot to prove for me, but that's all a good time. I yeah, I think it, the thing that I think that really the thing that really ticks me off is the release date because this this game comes out on the same day as Super Robot Wars 30, uh, that Fatal Frame made in a Blackwater uh, updated uh, port, and um, uh, Undernauts. <laughs> so
2: and again, I'll, that's October uh, 28th, so.
1: 28th. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, it's kind of cool just to see. Uh... Like a passion project behind these uh, these developers that we've already played so many great games from.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, uh, like I remember, you know, when speaking about near, like, you know, months ago. Like, I just the, the one thing I wanted for like, for this group is just hey, make a new thing that's totally detached, you know, from everything else. You know, just make your there own it is. smaller scope thing, and hopefully, this is it. Hopefully, it's like it's a it's a tight game. It's not like. A fifty-hour RPG or something. That's not what I want for this game. Because I could easily see it drag itself out if it tries to go for a grand scope. Yeah,
2: I'm surprised, like, to hear that it's so like, it seems so traditional. Like when I heard it was a card thing, like, I, I know I'm not really like a massive fan of traditional RPGs anyway. But when I heard it was a card thing, especially, I was like, yeah, no, I am out. Never mind. Um, so, partly wonders if that's maybe doing a little disservice to it. Like. I say try out cycling. the demo,
1: you know? See if it's yeah, for you. Yeah,
2: that's true. I, I guess I can't really complain until left tried.
1: Yeah, but, but you, that, you, that I, I think maybe. I think I think you'll find it's very easy to get into, but it's just just it's it plays exactly like what you, you'd think a standard turn based RPG is. It doesn't like pull any tricks, at least from the demo. It's just don't be so, yeah, to... like using like <laughs> Yes, exactly like <laughs> <laughs> The gold no, standard the... of turn based RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing different about it is just like everything is just presented through cards that's it it's not like a crazy like uh you have to learn the rules of this card even No, now no it's just it's a standard turn-based rpg
0: part of me is like this is this is going to sound cynical but it's like do your own thing uh oh here it is but by the way remember we also made Nier, so here's all this emil and voice yeah, stuff i, yeah, I get yeah, it yeah. like people that that's going to help sell it <laughs> it's just gonna like okay do you remember near? Here's
1: a nearest Here's near stuff. You like near, right? Play our game. It's like when, it's like when they did like the Automata DLC for Replicant. It's like oh, we got to get these who or played Automata. So like, uh, you...
0: kind of reminds me the how Replic- they marketed Replic- that, where like they were like the prequel to Automata. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's not incorrect, but it's just sort of funny how like they were so heavily, you know, banking on it. It's not incorrect or unsurprising or surprising, I should say. Um, this is the fact that they were banking on it so
1: hard is just kind of amusing. Yeah. But, like, as you expect, like it has really great music because Akabe is behind it. And, you know, if, not, if nothing else, I'm looking forward to the game soundtrack. This next topic, I'm not sure there's, there's going to be a lot of excitement
0: for, but maybe maybe I'm mis, uh, misinterpreting. We'll see. Uh, that We're going to be talking about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, uh, its second expansion mm-hmm. pass component, Guardian of Remembrance will launch on the next day, October 29th. So I remember when this expansion pass was first announced, like, February or something? Or way early in the year. And it, like, because this game released last October. Then they said there was going to have an expansion pass with two parts. And, like, the second part is a year after the original release, where... I guess we've talked about this on the podcast before, where it's like, is anyone still playing this or really clamoring for more? I don't know. But, uh... They also kind of gave away, like, with the initial announcement of the expansion pass, they, like, heavily did the artwork of the characters Robbie and Pura as, like, these will probably be the guy, the people that end up being playable. And, yep, turns out that they uh, end up being played, even though it kind of treats them as, like, a single character, it seems, which might, which might be interesting. Sure. Um, it'll also add some more story stuff, um, more battles in Kakariko and some other villages and some new stages. So the the first part of the expansion pass released back in June... But I'll be honest, like, it didn't really register for me. I didn't really think about it much. Um, don't know oh, no. if anyone really had a big big takeaway from that. But I guess it's cool to see the game but... supported for whatever audience it has. But
1: When Adam and I were watching this on the Direct, Adam was like, oh yeah, this was the thing that was happening. I was like, yeah, I kind of had the same train of thought too. I <laughs> it was the totally sort forgot. of thing
0: where like, we had completely forgot it was coming, but as soon as you see it, you remember like, yeah, I guess they did say that there was more coming to this game. so. I mean it's not like this game this game sold like 3 million copies, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> like shit, the best-selling Muso game. So um there isn't there.
2: I just I to sound like really cynical, this going to make me sound like a like a chud, I know, but it's <laughs> I I just don't when I played it it ran so poorly that it's just like it's kind of shocking. Like I frame rate doesn't matter that much like i've played games like the original psychonauts has crap frame rate and i don't know how i've bought psychonauts into this but i have um but to come from nintendo i know it's not nintendo developing it but for them to be like yeah this is fine it isn't fine it like it's awful the frame rate uh million I people. i guess that's that just maybe grumpy yeah apparently <laughs> apparently uh, it's that's fine. what matters if,
1: if enough people are fine with it then i guess it, the standard is it's fine then
2: <laughs> yep
0: I guess it is still cool in principle just to see Koei Tecmo and Nintendo still have this really strong relationship for publishing their IPs. So that in principle is cool, I suppose. Koei Tecmo's
1: they... moving out the greener pastures okay. Now they're going for the Otome audience. That What's the context the, there? The token Rambu. Was it token oh, Ranbu?
4: Yeah. The,
1: yeah. they that's their the next Musou game project that they have. It's a token Rambu is a very popular um AtoMe franchise over Japan, and that, and, and I guess, enough. and I guess that's coming over like West too. Like, I was very surprised to hear a Western released, <laughs> like a, like a half hour like presentation and like subtitled in English from like Koei Tecmo. Say, yeah, this is coming out here for the Switch. That they show gameplay footage. It's like it's like really fucking high level well, Age of Calamity levels of like performance uh footage they showed for that game. It's like, well, uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. I guess. Okay, got the audience somehow, you know? It, it kind of stings a little, too, because for that game, like they, it has a PC release, but only over Japan through the DMM games player. So, you know, just... It, it, co- uh, Koei Tecmo is uh, taking their Age of Calamity expertise and uh, transferring it over for the Otome market.
0: Well, I suppose, like, with the Nintendo titles, they're always kind of evergreen. I don't know if Hyrule Warriors will be, would be as much as, like, a mainline mainline's all the game, or Mario game, or whatever. But you know, this this will this will be sitting on like, in Switch sections for years and Best Buys and WalMarts and Targets. And if people pick pick up this game, and decide to buy into the expansion pass, which is twenty bucks, I think, and they'll get both parts. They'll get the Guardian and the mar- motorcycle from the first part, and they'll get the new story from the second part and the new characters.
1: So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I, w- I would pick up Age of Calamity if. It, they release a device that it runs 60 FPS on.
0: Some yes, some sort me of too. some
1: sort of Switch Pro. <laughs> the OLED. Oh. Uh, mm. You can try it out for science. I don't want to spend that money.
3: <laughs> well, here's one thing you can do, uh Josh. Mm-hmm. You can just uh emulate it on your new PC.
1: But I'm I am i i just because this is being released to the public, I'll purchase it first just to show that yeah. I support it, then I'll dump it. As you do.
0: Or we'll just keep pretending that the Switch Pro is coming any day now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> any day. Now. It, it's going to be uh, I, the, next, the next direct, guys. I heard from a friend of a friend of a friend and their dogs, cousins, uncles, aunts, granddaughter that the Switch Pro is going to be
2: Called the NX or something, isn't it?
0: We also got another yeah, shadow uncle's drop. aunt's granddaughter be like either your sibling or your cousin. <laughs> I like how I'm trying to get into the next topic, <laughs> but you guys are just going on this. Anyways, guys, next shadow drop from the Nintendo Direct was Act Razor Renaissance, now available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Steam, and mobile. So I did not watch this live, but I saw a lot of weird anecdotes about people trying this game and then immediately like uninstalling it or immediately like t- turning away from it or suggesting that you just go back and play the original. I need oh some boy. context here. Help me out here. Well, like what is okay. Act Razor? Well, well, okay, well, well,
1: well, yeah, what, what is this game first, Brian? Maybe before before we get into it, what, what is this game? All right. So Act
0: Razor I never played it, but it was an SNES game from Quintet, was the developer at the time who is now defunct. So this is a kind of a remake from developer Sonic Powered of that SNES game. Uh it is a 2D action platformer city builder something. I don't know. I, I what? <laughs> let's yeah. you how about it? Chow is the I, expert I, on Act Raisers. I, I, I,
1: I, I, lo- I, love, I love people try to the, the um describe Act Razor because everyone has their own little like how do I describe
4: this moment? <laughs> Go for it, Chow. Well Quintet likes to make a lot of video games that are based on religious mm. themes, right? So I think if you played the original Japanese version, I think the main bad guy, Tanzra is known as Satan, and the player character is known as God, right? Obviously, you know, with these yeah. religious themes, uh, it, it got changed for the official release. So the p- player character is called a Master at, in the American release. But anyway, it's it's um it's more like a religious theme sort of game. So you go around trying to slay Tandras' minions, right? So there's like six demons that you have to slay in each game, and I don't know. Some of the demons represent a sin of some sort, but. I guess these themes are kind of overlooked for this remake. They actually completely changed the storyline. Now there's actually lore, and every every town that you're trying to rebuild has their own like hero in this town, and they're trying to defend this town. You you added all these like new features, like there's this new siege mode where you have to like control uh, your uh, town.
1: Be, 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 before before we get too into it, let us let, because we, we both played the original Acrazer, and let's kind of like walk. For people who don't know ActRaiser, like kind of walk them through like what the basic game was at back at the SNES.
4: Uh, that is true. Uh, basically, the basic game is it's a side scroll action game. You're using this character that can only swing a sword horizontally. It doesn't do much, so it doesn't seem like a lot of depth, right? It's just like a platformer where you're just trying to get to the next stage. Um, but the core game is the world-building part because once you free the stage you get this entire town and you're you command this angel to rebuild it and depending on the population is your exp so let's say this population or this town has a population of 900 people that's 900 experience points for your character and the more experience the more you know levels you get right what well, the population
0: of the town like is it depending on how well you do how well you yeah play? you
4: control the town like uh you basically build roads um like you basically command roads or where to build the roads and they'll build a town over it and one of the dumb ways to improve the town is like once the civilization gets higher you have to destroy the old towns in order to get the stronger houses on there so you you would like throw a thunderbolt blow up your old houses so that they would build the better houses it was definitely a game
1: uh, like yeah, i definitely there there was there was controversy around it because like as you said it like it's so it's so tied to religion that like <laughs> just the concept of that like you're playing this godly figure it's like okay the 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 i i am now to to uh flourish my civilization i must take out the old and expand it more <laughs> This you're, game you're actually encourage you
4: to do it in the new version. The new version actually has a tutorial that, in order to improve it, you have to demolish <laughs> these building.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, 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 just a just a very basic thing, George is like, just think of like the, the there are two parts of this game. Part, part of it is a side scroller action game, like think of your Castlevanias and whatnot. And then that when you're not doing that in between, like these levels, you're doing like this town management game, essentially.
2: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's the that's the
2: basic. It, it base just to seems it. like a, I, I got. I, I think I got like the concept, conceptual, like idea of it, but it just it seems like a weird mix.
4: That's, oh, yeah, that's no, the legacy of the game. Martin Martin. Yeah, they also <laughs> made a sequel to this game back in the Super Nintendo, and they completely got rid of the world building, and people rick- hated the sequel. They wrecked yeah. it. yeah Yeah. so so, and and
1: this one in this one the renaissance remake it it just follows the the first game while expanding upon it essentially
4: yeah the battle the combat's improved uh combat feels more like um what is it it's sort of like a yeast game as well because or like wanderer from yeast or the remake of it the more enemies you kill they keep dropping crystals and those crystals you gather enough you get buff right okay um the hero also plays a lot different uh, the hero has a backdash, like, from the Castlevania games. The <laughs> yeah. okay. And now he has a free hit combo and you can even direct the way you attack. Um, obviously, magic is still broken, just like the original game. oh yeah. Because uh, once you develop a town long enough, they find these relics and the uh, player character can now use magic, right? Um, what's different about this one is that you can select the magic you can use in battle, like you could quick swap to different magic instead of you oh. starting a stage... With the magic that you pick, or something like that, right? If from yeah. what I remember, that that sounds right. Um, okay. Yeah, the combat's a lot better, but obviously, I don't think it fits today's standards. It's still kind of dated, but you know, uh, it is what it is.
1: Uh, I, 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 like I'm trying, trying to think, like what did act what do act modern act raiser fans want from like an updated re release of this game? Like uh, back to
4: uh, apparently. I, I just wonder, like, if this is successful, would they remake the sequel? I, I'm really interested in the sequel, because even though the sequel got scorned, I think the sequel is actually pretty cool besides, you know, not having the world simulator. If they could add that world simulator back to the sequel, I think it would be cool. Because the second How's game is really dark.
1: How's <laughs> the new arrangements by uh, Koshiro, Yuzo Kashiro is still uh, involved with this, and then uh, the, one of the features is, like, it's... Uh able to talk between the original and the newly remastered soundtrack have you gotten to take a listen at the
4: the new tracks uh i did um uh, i actually like the old songs a lot more but it you know maybe it's a nostalgic thing because when you listen to Fillmore, the original was actually really composed like super well so yeah it's pretty hard to top in my opinion
3: apparently uh, there are new songs well apparently there's like new songs entirely and he also did um... Super Famicom versions of the new songs. Okay. Or something like that. Because oh. the only reason I know that is he tweeted out that he had done a Super Famicom song for Inagame Korone And since in it and the timing was perfect where he still had everything set up to do like Super Famicom like uh, work when um, he was requested to do the new songs for Act Racer. I, I it was kind I, I, of, I, kind of I, hilarious.
1: I'm glad, I'm glad his love for uh, a certain VTuber led him to uh, be more prepared for his upcoming project. It's uh, it's a beautiful story.
4: Well, I just hope this gives them room to remake some of these forgotten properties from Quintet. Like, uh, was it Soul Blazer? Maybe Illusion of, Zag, uh, oh, Illusion of yeah. Saga? Uh, yeah, no, I mean Illusion easier. of Gaia. I mean. Yeah, Illusion of Gaia. That'd and be, Terragama. It's... Is that what it's Teranigma. called? Terragama? Yeah, that's our opening song for this podcast, if people mm-hmm. were curious. If that's a big What?
2: Star. Yes. Yep. George fighting out right that. now. I've always wondered that. <laughs> I knew if I asked it would be, like, be like it's fun fantasy 2 George, shut up, you should know that. So I just never asked. Right. <laughs> wow.
3: George, I love you. <laughs> for, that's for great. This podcast and this podcast only we should use a Final Fantasy 2 track for the opening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So,
0: so was that? I mistaken? Like I introduced this news bit with uh I almost said Terranigma uh, with Razor Renaissance. Because I saw a bunch of people like play it and then immediately like be soured on it. I, you didn't have that impression, Chow. I saw people that thought, like, thought the art style was bad or something.
4: It's, it's, it's more the... modernized, but it's not what they're used to. The Angel was just like a tiny little sprite in the original with no... <laughs> no how can you, you know...
3: I've, I've definitely seen some footage and I can see what people are getting at. It's not everything is the same resolution for the assets. Like the players, like sprite, it's kind of like a Donkey Kong Country deal where it's a three D oh, model that's rotoscoped onto a sprite, and for whatever reason, it's kind of lower resolution than the other assets in the game. And I can definitely see how that would be like off putting. Yeah, yeah. So but I think. <laughs>
1: yeah it seems like aside like aside from the like visuals i think oddly enough it seems like people are buying or happy with this. That's the impression I got, which is crazy uh, like it, it's also weird because um didn't was it sega or another com- uh, company they'd like published like an act uh tribute like game just a few months back like i forgot what it was called, but it was th- it was clearly a game that like was tried to emulate act razor and i forgot what it was called it was, it, it was a pretty Serif. recent release yes thank you who was that from? uh let
0: me figure it out well uh,
1: thank you it's... for the name though I...
0: yeah I, I just googled act razor tribute and it was the first one soul <laughs> Seraph. uh sego is announced that they were publishing yeah. it back in twenty nineteen. It's on that's steam the, de- the developer is ace team
1: yeah ace I mean, team that's like the Xenoclash people and reviews are mixed,
0: but yeah, it's on Steam. it's for five bucks. It's on sale right now. Soul serif yeah, I don't know anything else about it, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> i I still might pick this up I, I'm not sure yet. The Zack razor thing yeah like, i enjoy
4: it, it. it I definitely enjoy this remake, but uh it could be the nostalgia goggles taking in, but uh, it's it's completely different it's a whole different experience if you want like a one to one remake it's not what it is so
1: well i i I don't want a one to one remake because like uh, well i've i have respect for the original i don't necess- i didn't necessarily enjoy the original, so maybe i don't know maybe this one is cool. The hearing that it's not a one-to-one thing is more of a plus for me. I, I've st- I'm still uh, getting a kick out of uh, in our Discord of George's being blown away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I've never thought to even ask. But even if you'd said, oh, it's from uh, Terra Enigma, I would not. have that's yeah, that so are
1: <laughs> right. like Terra who? Is that a Final Fantasy character? <laughs> <or Marvel's Avengers?" laughs>
2: and, and
4: just another lore for you, George. This game was never released in the U.S. It's in Europe only and Japan for its time.
2: I, I've Officially, anyway. never heard of it. Like, I usually know a lot less than you guys about like RPGs, ironically. But this is like this is another level. I had no clue this exactly.
0: You're young. It's but on. now I did. It's okay, George. I, I guess we forgive you. Do we forgive him?
4: <laughs> I mean, I've never played it, so well, I don't well, have a like stand on. Well, I guess Brian's far in the same boat.
0: But I also, I also live in North America, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my excuse. I never released here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So that, that's that's the Ironclad rule. If any people in the in Europe, every European should know Tarradigma.
0: All right, so this next bit of news isn't specifically RPG-focused, but it does involve uh, RPGs. And that's that Nintendo Switch Online is getting a literal expansion pack, like an additional yet undisclosed uh, charge to access more titles on the service. Specifically, Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. So they announced- Not to be
1: confused with the Nintendo 64 expansion pack, because that was uh, spelled with a -A P-A-K, not P-A-C-K in this case. Oh, yeah. That was a stylish-
0: Yeah, this is- Yeah, just called expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online, but they did not share any pricing about what this would cost, uh, which is interesting, but okay, Um, The launch lineup will have very classic N64 games, like, Uh, Super Mario 64, Star Fox 64, Mario Kart Um, and then some of the games that they announced were coming later were like Majora's Mask, Kirby 64 and Paper Mario Uh, Paper Mario is great by the way so that will be cool that we have a modern way to play that Um, Did Paper Mario ever make it like onto WiiWare or eShop or any of that? It was on Virtual
1: Console. Oh, that's what I meant,
0: Virtual Console. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, I guess it's not, like, it's not like this is the first time I've been able to play Paper Mario in a while, but it'll be cool to
1: have it am happy that
0: the,
1: <laughs> I'm very happy that somehow Sin and Punishment got to sneak into here, too, out of nowhere. It's like, all right, so Sin and Punishment and Winback are just here as well. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And then for the, the launch Sega Genesis games, uh, like some some basic ones like Sonic 2, uh, Echo the Dolphin, um, for an RPG, it does have Fantasy Star 4 on there. Um, hell
3: yeah! It
0: Has uh, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Shining Force, Strider. So hell yeah! I, I was uh, I was an N6 I was an N64 kid and not a Genesis kid, so the the, the, the Genesis titles mean a little bit less to me. Uh, they did announce that similar with the SNES and NES um, releases that they will be releasing controllers for the Switch to be the N64 weird controller and the Genesis controller. So those would be options.
1: That's what I always wanted, a Nintendo 64 controller again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there's no reason for it to get one if there's no 4 player Golden Eye. Yeah, they and they they've
0: they, they not announced for Golden Eye.
1: Do you th- do you think they would try to get Golden Eye on
4: the service somehow?
2: They got Banjo I, like No, it's know. all
4: about Golden Eye. <laughs> okay. It's like how I'm, how do you even get the license to to yeah, get? I to was was say I bet there's out. some
0: legalese that you have to drill through in order to get that to happen.
4: Yeah, like like I wonder if, the, if we do,
1: if we see Perfect Dark or Golden Eye here at some point, that'd be miraculous, I guess. Perfect I would... Dark,
2: I think you could probably swing because they've got a pretty good relationship with Xbox. But uh, Golden Eye is like a whole different thing with like Metro Goldwyn Mayo, whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. It's
2: like, as a kid, whenever I played with the N
0: sixty four controller, like. I it didn't I didn't really think about it. But now I'm looking at it like, man, what a weird what a weird guy.
1: What a weird <laughs> you know, this also makes that Mario Party Superstars thing even weirder because that's like the upcoming like Mario Party game with like Nintendo 64 stages on it.
3: Oh my god, you're gonna be able to use the N64 controller for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep.
3: If they had the if they had cool,
1: the canoe rowing mini game in there and oh, get no. that N64, yeah. Yeah.
4: Controller
2: out? Yeah. Uh, mm, I don't like being this guy all the time who's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is good news, but I'm going to poo-poo on it. All but right. It it depends how much, right? So if they charge... Nintendo Switch Online is pretty cheap, like, compared to the other ones. But I don't always think point. it's worth it. Yeah, like, I don't... Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's relative all, to... It's,
1: well, like, think about it. Like, to a lot of people, like... The offerings of Nintendo Switch Online at the moment is like it's like a non-negligible non-neg- charge for them because it's twenty bucks a year. It's not like it's like oh no, it's not it's not like yeah, you know yeah. the other service is like fifty or sixty bucks a year. So if they add like an additional five or ten dollar charge to that service, I think that'll be fine. I think if they start like if they double that price for like forty dollars a year, I think that's when you start like yeah, if it starts approaching um,
2: Xbox One. Yeah. yeah i just i don't think for when you look at i already don't really like paying for xbox live gold and playstation plus but it's just become like the norm now but when you look at the online games there and the infrastructure like how well those online games work compared to nintendo which has smash it itself if you try and go online and smash is really the only thing i could think of i'd want to play online i guess splatoon then it's just like you want to play smash online yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to like to play Smash oh, Online. You, <laughs> you like the concept of thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got I it. like Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Online. I don't <laughs> like Smash Online. You know what, <laughs> um,
4: George? You need to get off that Wi-Fi if you want to play online. <laughs> yeah, to, okay, <laughs> you you know, have, yeah maybe, maybe I have
2: I have no leg to stand on. <laughs> My point being, it depends how much they charge on top of it, but it always I. feels like Nintendo finds a way to be like, hey, we know you wanted this. Here it is, for more money again, and it's like I just I don't know how people fall for it. Like I like Nintendo as well; I think they make amazing games, but they're a business, and they just prove that time and time again. George, I don't get anyway. how, how
1: I don't get how people fall for a special collector's editions. They're just like kind of overpriced for uh, like full of. Yeah, George, I'm part of that same audience. People say the same uh, thing about me and Gacha <laughs>
4: Games. I hate this company. Why do I keep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I just say George really? like
4: we're all Glass different. Houses.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know, I know it's just I don't know. I just it doesn't. I guess maybe because it's not even my. You know, this isn't something I was really fussed about. Uh, if they start I like in like GameCube and Wii. Like Game Nintendo, and Game yeah, Game the, Cube, like this is, this more
1: is just purely driven nostalgia. Like they're just like you know, obviously baking nostalgia. Like a lot of things these days are baking nostalgia. Like for me, it's like if I if they if I if I uh, t- if Nintendo told me hey, instead of twenty dollars a year, we'll charge you thirty dollars a year, but you get the, you get to like. Think about playing like, hey, Mario Tennis '64, Sin and Punishment, and fucking win back anytime you want to. Now you can,
0: can play Majora's Mask with the
1: original Zora swimming. Yeah, and <laughs> on top of that, can like, you have, you know, you can t- uh, play Mean Bean Machine, Fantasy Star Four, Shining Force as well on the go. Like, like, okay, oh, sure, sure, I'll, I'll, that that sounds great to me. Why not? So, because I liked those games when I was a kid. So that's that's how they get you. And for. Yeah,
2: a... it's just me being cynical. I like I, I was up front, like, this is me being a dick about it, but I, this doesn't elicit any for me. I don't fine go, yeah, because we... the, the, that's fine because Maybe you're young. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't know, grow up with these games.
0: That's
2: why. <laughs> true, true.
0: By the way, I never said this, but the uh, the expansion pack service will launch in late October at some point. So that's all we really know about it. The last couple things from the Nintendo Direct were basically uh release dates. Well actually, no, there was one more shadow drop. Uh, and this is one that we basically talked at length last week because of the rating uh leak. And that is Castlevania Advanced <sighs> Collection is now available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And this includes Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. So and kind of Dracula X. This. And Dracula mm-hmm. X. Oh, and Dracula X. Did you did you miss the uh, it has like a uh, it has um mm-hmm. It has a fourth Castlevania game, which is Dracula X, which is a Super Nintendo game in this uh, Advance Collection, and it's like a reimagining of a Saturn game.
1: No, it's Nova a reimagining
4: Blood. of the PC Engine game. It's oh, the PC Engine. That's what Yeah, Saturn it's a on. prequel it's to uh, <laughs> Symphony yeah. Night. But, yeah, yeah.
1: Dracula is such a weird release. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I got it, and um, I've been playing a little bit of Circle of the Moon. Just like early on, like I haven't played this in fucking forever. Uh, it, it does have like so, some enhancements to it, like specifically for Circle of the Moon. I haven't tried the others. In Circle of the Moon, they have like this like card system where some enemies in the game drop their cards and like you have to mix and match their cards to like get like new spells. So let's say like the first two enemies in the game, like the skeleton bomber and like these boneheads, like they drop their cards and you mix and match them. So you make a fire whip and whatnot. In the original release, it was Sort of frustrating because not not every enemy in the game dropped their cards and dropping card rates sometimes was really annoying. Some of them have like really low drop rates, so sometimes you'll forget like, do I have this card or not? And um, I I just use the glitch to to use all the cards. Yeah, I've, but unfortunately, in this uh, collection, there's a there's an achievement for getting all the cards. Yep. so you can't glitch
4: around there's some really hard cards to get like the one in the coliseum (laughs) Coliseum i'm
1: not not looking forward to it already i already had had spent like 15 to 20 minutes for getting the fucking first earth golem card and that wasn't fun so i'm like let's circle the moon um so in this version every time like you hit those enemies that 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 uh are can potentially drop a card it'll get away like in this battle log to the side That'll say, "Hey, here's the name of the the name of the enemy," and like it'll show an icon whether you have the card or not already with it, which is kind of like a, a helpful thing. It's more; it'd be more helpful if they like they boosted the card rates, but you know that's that's not authentic. Um, they also have a rewind feature for these games, so think of the Nintendo Switch Online. But you know, it's basically that feature of like it has like a save state essentially, and you're rewinding that state back. Um, and you know, it seems like a solid port this is done by M2. M2 does really, really, really great work when it comes to porting these old releases to modern systems. Um, I think the the weird thing is it doesn't have like a at least for me, like I don't know if there was like a full screen um option for the PC release uh, on this because whenever I boot it up, it's like in a windowed mode, but I can just like maximize it and it's like it's close enough. These are these are still like the the visuals are still, you know, updated like Game Boy Advance visuals. It's not like crazy or anything new. But it seems to run well, and it it's it seems pretty solid, at least from Circle of the Moon. I think I think everyone who's like played it from the Steam reviews as well, like they're pretty happy with it. So uh, it, it's it's also weird, like they kind of have. I don't know if this is this is present in the console versions, but like in the in the PC release, like there's like a touched up versions of like the tracks as well. So they're like a little bit more clear. So like, um, did
4: they fix the soundtrack for like harmony? I don't know if they fixed it. Uh, I, d- I didn't check that because the sound quality was like really poor when the game yeah. first came out because of the chips they used, right? It was a different uh, Konami branch that made the game, right? So, uh, yeah. basically,
3: the way that um, the GBA does audio is it doesn't actually have a dedicated sound chip. So, if you want to get more out of the CPU, sometimes audio will have to suffer. So, Harmony of Distance is actually using the original Game Boy sound chip, not the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah, that, you're right. You remember that,
1: but it's 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 a cool it's a cool you know. Hopefully, this leads to the a Castlevania DS collection because uh, the those those are the some of my favorite Castlevania games on those.
4: I know everyone's favorite Castlevania game is probably Aria, but I actually prefer the sequel more. Dawn Soro: sorrow. Dawn
1: sorrow isn't bad. You know, I can see that. I can see that.
4: But I think what people hate was like the touchscreen mechanics, trying to kill certain bosses, the seals. Yeah, and I don't know. People rather have it patched and disabled that. So, but what it is. But uh, anything to like make these games more accessible again, like in terms of just,
1: like being able to play them again, I'm all for. Um, and it has like the options of like having a pixel perfect display, or if you're a godless heathen and stretching it out full screen, you know how's that.
0: A couple other release dates that came out of the Nintendo Direct. Uh, One of them is Disco Elysium, the final cut, is releasing for Nintendo Switch on October 12th. And when I bring that up, I'm wondering, is Cullen going to be the one interested in looking at this one to see how this game uh, performs on Switch? And as part of the press release for this announcement, um, they say specifically, this is not a port, but a painstaking reassembly of the critically acclaimed game for for the Nintendo mm. Switch, so uh, obviously we've talked about this game at length for the past couple of years, uh, George. Hell yes, we yeah, have. And it obviously rated very highly for us uh, back in 2019 when it originally launched. A lot of times, these sort of CRPG, isometric RPG. I know even though Disco Elysium is kind of its own thing. Like we always we talked earlier in the podcast about comparing games to other games, but Disco Elysium, I don't really know like what you could fairly compare that to, um,
1: but. We've seen it'll see, be like Planescape, that's about it, to be yeah. honest.
0: We and I didn't didn't Planescape get a switch port from Beamdog? but uh yeah. I think it did. I and think, but yeah, uh, that sounds right. So it's it'll be interesting to see how, how well it because obviously Disco Elysium when it first launched did have a little bit of performance issues uh on both PC and when it released later on uh, the other consoles. So we'll see what state it's in when it launches, because October 12th. So,
1: someone, uh, this one will just like set your switch on fire yes that's that's the issue at all launch with it's like oh weird but i'm intrigued like and then the reveal we have like oh there's like a game breaking bug with it it just just sets your hardware on fire
2: it's like a little thing but it's still 10 it. (laughs) (laughs) it is worth it no matter what um i'm intrigued the language is very like like reimagining uh, i don't know it, it seemed it could just be like reassembly guff, is what I said yeah uh, well i mean you, you, yeah, you would have it. to reassemble
1: that game to like uh, for, for the switch in terms of like readability you know like i wouldn't want the game as is right now oh god to just yeah. like what does that game at the, the current game right now that we have what would that look like on a small handheld screen it'd be a miserable experience
2: <laughs> yeah re- sure.
1: reassembling means hey you can actually like play this on the go and like read text clearly without any trouble then i'm all for it
2: I, I remember, actually, um, this is slightly off-tangent, but it is about Disco Elysium. They recently did an update for the PS5 version. Um, uh-huh. I haven't gone back to it in a while. I probably should. Uh, and in the tweet announcing, like, some of the changes, like, oh, yes, and we've made the fonts bigger. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, yes. I can see. <laughs> so I hope the Switch follows that exam. Uh, the last time we talked
4: about this game, we were talking about the texture on the car, with the Switch <laughs> that fixed texture oh, on God. the car.
2: That that was a That was like a... That was that was more than just hair hey, that looks kind of funny that was like almost a game breaking bug, so I guarantee that it won't oh my God, why'd i say that i I can't guarantee that they should know, <laughs> uh, know are you a dev
0: there, there'll be I'm, some other, I'm i'm sure I'm sure there'll be some weird oddity i i i, I won't well, I can't guarantee this, but I almost guarantee that there will be like some weird weird ass unexpected bug that came out of the fact that they tried to reassemble this for. For the portable interface and things like that. Someone's going to be like, Kuno is invisible now, apparently, or something. <laughs> Good. Uh, here's another surprise uh, release date. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, that's the original game from 2003, is releasing for Nintendo Switch on November 11th. So I think I talked last week about how I don't know like, if the new version of the game, the remake that was teased at the PlayStation event, like, how much... How how much different of a of a tact it will take in terms of being an action game versus uh, a dice roll based game. But if you yeah. want to play the original, now it'll be available on Switch.
1: So um, if you have a if, if you have a PS five and uh, a Switch, then just like play them side by side, same controller input. Somehow yeah, they got go. up, and then and then there you go. <laughs> it's the ultimate test whether it's a uh, the remake is faithful. I'm surprised though. Like,
0: why not also just release it on the other consoles on like their digital services or something um, I don't know
2: yeah that's true I would actually play it if it was on I, I might play it on the Switch still because I've never actually played the original and I imagine I'll fill uh, up eventually on those get, like it, just weird contractual you have to have it, you? but the, it, it's it's really petty but the fact that the Switch doesn't have achievements or trophies they don't matter <laughs> but they help like in, in putting time aside for a game like I've got to that point where my, where my trophy Level is high enough. I'm like, yeah, I'll pick that. I'll pick that version.
0: Well, I talked about how playing Nights nice Old the Public on PC um, can be finicky nowadays without modding in terms of getting like the widescreen UI or whatever. So maybe this will actually be like a more convenient way to play this game without you know it just might should hopefully work out of the box. Um, and it's obviously not that demanding of a game, so the Switch should be able to run it fine. But. Uh, but, I could easily but, see myself. But, but, uh, this up. They're,
1: they're missing. They're missing. Uh, I guarantee you, they won't. Uh, they're they're, they're going to miss the feature of like being able to uh, swing your lightsaber with a uh, detachable joy con. Uh, oh God. Come on, come on. Uh,
0: I I I am perfectly happy controlling a Jedi through button inputs <laughs> rather than waggling around. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> uh, A couple other uh, announcements for next year releases. Uh, This one is one that I don't think we were expecting. Chocobo GP will launch on Nintendo Switch next year. This is basically a kart racer in the universe of like Chocobo dungeon, Chocobo buddy, whatever you call those games. I don't know if there's like an overarching title for like that umbrella of games, uh so it's, it's Chocobo the series, I think. Is it's just what they call it is literally called the Chocobo series. Yeah, it's like the little cartoony Chocobo chick that does
3: the dungeon splunking. Uh is now in a cart racer. So I'm, I'm sorry, uh Brian. His name is Alpha. Oh, I'm sorry. slam uh, is This is a Final
4: Fast fourteen reference of Omega. No, that, he he literally has a name. Is it Alpha?
3: I think it's Alpha, yeah. Yeah, it it's Alpha. <laughs>
1: look at these people who's never played a chocobo game what the hell
0: hey I've played everybody (laughs) but the thing is you get like his armor it's like a different chocobo oh or his clothing the lore of the chocobo series I need to catch up (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah it looks fun it looks cute they do some some kind of clever things like some of the things that you race on are like uh, rollerblades or like rocket boots instead of all being carts or, or bikes so uh, they also showed some like stages like Alexandria from Final Fantasy 9 Um, they also showed uh characters like Vivian Steiner. So I don't know, just seems fun. Cart cart racer, racers are probably like a good a good fit for Switch. So this seems smart. Gold saucer is there.
2: I can't believe that we're not more like. Excited for this. I, I saw this, and I was like, yep, game of the show. I love this. This looks great. You and look I'm not like going like really <laughs> yeah, great. It looks so good. I
1: mean, I, I'm looking forward well, to it, too, but I don't know if it's my game of the show. Yeah, not,
3: definitely not my game of the show, but I will say that if uh, Nintendo's not going to give us a Mario Kart 9, fuck yeah, I'll play a Chocobo GP.
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, yeah,
1: I've played Chocobo Racing on PS1, so I guess I'm obligated to play it. <laughs>
2: I didn't know that was a thing. That, yep.
1: There's a spiritual <laughs> success read that. Come on.
2: Come on. I do, like re-
0: I, did, I do like how in the press release, for like roster of beloved characters, players can choose from a wide selection of Chocobo series characters. I'm like, I need more help than that. Please, like, throw me a boat. Who are some of these characters? <laughs> hey, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Vivi and Steiner, but the, you,
1: you forgot about Sharoma. Come on, dude. You don't, you don't remember Sharoma? I actually don't. <laughs> Ch- that's so, from Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. Everybody, dude, come on! Uh, Everyone knows. I'm sorry.
3: Chocobo. So this is very interesting because um, between all these Final Fantasy 9 characters and Chocobo GP, and the fact that the ActRaiser remake slash remaster was in the Nvidia leak, that ever Nvidia Le- well, that ever game in the Nvidia leak, the Final Fantasy 9 remake thing, that seems more and more likely now. <laughs> What about the
1: FF Tactics remaster remake thing that they put in the list, I want that to be real. Please Same. be real.
2: <laughs> you're all, you're all on the point that Chocobo Racer GP is real and it looks amazing. Like just just let's let's do that. That's so good. It's
1: it's funny that they're gonna have like a, a, a they're gonna have like a tournament mode for this too that also uh, supports up to sixty four players as well. It's like ah yes, yes, I can't can't wait for Chocobo GP to just be the. Esports, uh, esports, uh, game for the one switch. thing.
3: One thing I hope they do is they take a page from uh, Mario Kart's uh, book and they have like uh, communities where you can just like put a code in and race in that specific community.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be cool because it's like
3: really nice because it's it's not you don't have to uh, coordinate anything. It's literally just okay. We play this on weekends and it's like an informal tournament. That way, mm-hmm. that's always been great.
0: I do like how the reason why we can allow ourselves to talk about this, like uh, RPG site on our podcast, I'm going to Cart Racer just because it's the series that it's drawing, you know, from the Chocobo series, you know, published by Square Enix. So we should be extra thankful for Chocobo GP because now we can talk about our <laughs> Cart Racer experience because we wouldn't have the opportunity. We should review
2: like,
0: it. We, Alex, wouldn't say he no. Might. Yeah, we so,
3: review Final Fancy spinoffs. I feel like we could make an argument to review Chocobo GP. We, we reviewed Persona Dancing, I, not yeah. <laughs> I reviewed Persona Dancing, so yeah. I, yeah, let's get a crew of uh, people together to review Chocobo GP. Let's
1: get a board. <laughs> I mean, I'll play it. Fuck it, I'm not above it. uh who's the shithead character in this game? It's probably Moogle, huh?
3: It's definitely going to
1: be Gilgamesh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. For the trailer, it's like, oh, yeah. Bro. The, the the trailer narration is like, oh, yes, familiar uh, Final Fantasy characters like Chocobo and Gilgamesh. It's like, all right.
2: I, I
0: I by, the way, by the way, George, uh, Gilgamesh is originally from Final Fantasy V.
2: Is, yeah. is he in anything like...
0: <laughs> he, shows up, he shows up in uh, twelve. He shows up in uh, I think thirteen. Nine. Two. He's in nine. He's nine. It,
1: it was the Final Fantasy Nine version that was in the cart Racer. Uh, was Gilgamesh? I think Gilgamesh was in fifteen in some form.
2: I might know from. Oh, 15. he's in the gladio.
1: He's in the gladio DLC. Yeah,
2: yeah. Ah, right. yeah. Then I do know Gilgamesh. Oh my gosh, George! <laughs> I can't I believe you have to be like
1: what most recent thing the
2: <laughs> gladio I DLC. It,
3: I find it funny how I saw some people saying, "Who the hell is Gilgamesh?" And it's like, but he's like the one properly recurring like character in the entire series.
1: I'm turning into like, dust. <laughs>
0: Another announcement that's coming out on Nintendo Switch next year, in 2022, is the Shadowrun Trilogy. So this is a series of three tactical RPGs that released in the mid-2010s. Um, Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall, and Shadowrun Hong Kong. So these are these take place in a cyberpunk universe. Uh, Shadowrun is... Kind of a, a a wide-reaching IP that I've always been aware of, but don't I've never really experienced myself. Uh, I know that people have like really highly recommended these games, but also in the mid-2010s when these were releasing, that's also when like Divinity Original Sin and Pillars of Eternity and Torment tides of Numerara were releasing. So I never I never made space for these games. And I guess these are more tactical based, uh, rather than truly RPG, even though I know that's kind of a a foggy boundary. But I don't know. This seems kind of cool. It seems I'm not sure if it's a good fit for a Switch, but I don't know. That's what they're that's what they're going with. So uh, I only played the first
4: game on Super Nintendo. If that's anything to go off with, was it a strategy game or was it something different back then? It was a it was a strategy game, like RPG. Like from what I remember, the concept. I think he plays this guy named Jake. He gets murdered or he gets shot many times and <laughs> he, he, he wakes guy up
0: Jake and he dies
4: yeah and he wakes up in like <laughs> this like you know like like in the morgue right and he's like oh my god this guy is still alive and he's trying to find out who killed him you know he has amnesia but he's trying to find out like who murdered him at the intro or something like that that's why I remember like for a Super Nintendo game I think this is like kind of unique and dark for its time you know
1: yeah whatever my recollection of the, this recent Shadowrun trilogy was like if people were lukewarm on returns but like, they like the Dragonfall, and I'm not sure where, where people stand on Hong Kong, but people really like Dragonfall, from what I remember. So I guess yeah, Shadowrun was
0: a pen and paper RPG. So it's interesting that they yeah. th- went more tactical based when they went to these the, uh, recent game adaptations, rather than more uh, Baldur's Gate ish. So we I mean, we already talked about like Planescape Torment, and then all those other Beamdog games that showed up on Switch. So maybe they've seen that there is a uh, an audience for those. So why not Shadowrun? I think that covers it for what the stuff that was explicitly uh, brought up in the Nintendo Direct. Was there anything like maybe not RPG related or something that uh, we missed that anyone had as a takeaway of the presentation as a whole? We did not get Fire yeah. Emblem. We did not get Xenoblade. In any form. Yeah,
1: yeah, Bayonetta three showed, like finally showing up again was cool. Uh,
2: Chris Pratt's Mario.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean. And all the other castings are like, okay, I get it. I mean, I
3: don't know. I love how everyone saw Jack Black as Bowser. And was like, okay, I can see it.
1: <laughs> like yeah, Charlie, no, Charlie, Luigi. yeah. Okay. I I do think it's really interesting. I was talking about this with Alex uh, when we were watching it. Like that Cranky Kong is going to be in the film because the Laura Cranky Kong was he was the original Donkey Kong, the one that threw barrels down at Mario at the original arcade games. So, that's going to be weird. I'm pretty so sure that there Donkey are Kong. some
0: holes in that Donkey Kong lore. Like Donkey Kong as we know him is actually Donkey Kong Jr., but that, which is not the same as the current Donkey Kong Jr. or something. I don't know. It gets weird <laughs> if you start the really podcast poke title. At it.
2: Well, some holes in the donkey kong lore
0: <laughs> i can't point them out right now but i remember i tried like tracing it at one point like mm. who is Cranky kong who mm. is donkey kong who is like who is the ghost kong and donkey kong 64 tracing
1: this,
2: it <laughs> this is creaky uh,
0: kong kong's wife oh that's right His name is like her name is like grandma kong
1: <laughs> the only one i care about is funky <laughs> kong if i'm gonna be real
0: yeah, i'm gonna look this up dk64 <laughs> Uh, it was
2: me so much.
0: This is why we need a new uh, Donkey Kong, uh, pl- Wrinkly Kong. Yeah, what, <laughs> what kind of name is like Cranky and Wrinkly? Oh, they like okay. just adopt a new name when they got older or something? Uh, I-, I am sending myself at this first line on Wrinkly Kong's <laughs> DK Wiki bio wrinkly <laughs> kong is the deceased wife of cranky kong mother of donkey what? kong jr and grandmother of donkey kong the third like i didn't know
3: oh
2: donkey... <laughs>
0: oh. donkey kong the third i guess life. so i guess donkey kong the donkey kong in like tropical freeze is donkey kong
1: the third
4: what what
1: according to uh, the all like, right hey, <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> who who are you casting for the for this wrinkly kong <laughs> i'm just kind of
0: i'm just like who why would you wrinkly kong can't have been like her name given at birth right so at some point she just started calling herself that same with cranky (laughs) my favorite thing about the the wrinkly kong Donkey kong fandom page is that it has two images of her one for alive and one for deceased
2: (laughs) oh no The law runs deep. It's not it's, just Chocobo. It's Donkey Kong. It's okay. It's okay. She's
1: a
3: ghost. She's a ghost. She's okay.
1: It's it's sounding like you're really disappointed they didn't show any new Donkey Kong in that direct. Then, apparently, Where, where's the Donkey Kong game, Nintendo? What the fuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, love, I love, this tangent. Anyways, I don't even remember what what we were talking about. Anyways, know, non uh, Bayonetta Bayonetta. 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 Great. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to have you have to share the stage with Donkey
1: Kong lore. <laughs> if Wreckley Kong doesn't show a Bayonetta 3, I'm going to riot.
0: All right. Some other news from this week that was not in the Nintendo Direct. So we'll go through some of these. Um, I'll do a couple release dates first. Uh, I know Adam was wondering about this and maybe some people listening. Uh, Neo, the world ends with you. We did know that it was supposed to come to p c via the epic game store at some point this summer. Uh, we have a release date it will release on september twenty eighth which and as you is know, not it's summer fall. yep it's fall now. I'm sorry you yeah, fucking they, blew it they lied. So, I can't believe they lied to us, but yep, so I will probably let, have yeah yeah, I'm guessing we'll have you play it and talk about it on the podcast at some it. point because i know I you I know you were play waiting play for the p c
1: version, so that's cool. we can't let keep we can't let Square Enix keep getting away with this, but they keep lying to us <laughs> about release dates.
2: Oh, I'm imagining Adam sat there, the calendar, like, looking at the thing It's at the top, it says sun, uh, and he just crossed the dates I, I, angrily, like, they're lying.
1: It, it's it's easy, easy for me, because I know my, uh, my birthday is always the first uh, day of fall, so,
0: easy. We have a release date for Swery's The Good Life. Uh, it will be releasing on October 15th. So this is a game that I feel like we've covered a lot, because it's been, like, in development a good while, and every every six months or so, they we get a new little snippet of information on it. Uh, but it finally has a release date that we'll be releasing for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. I actually don't know much. Like, do we do we have plans to cover this game? Obviously, you wrote the news stories
1: about
3: color it. Wants but, it. Uh, i wants oh. wants to do it.
1: I mean, it, it, depends on schedule. It, it depends on schedule. There, There's like, there's a lot of games and calling, like, you know. We yeah, we we've don't we've know. listed out I'm a lot of October
3: dates. Yeah. 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 I, I feel bad because I was hoping to do Cooligula 2, but then I never got around to doing overdose. So as of right now, I don't know who's covering that. We'll figure it out. Yeah.
0: But yeah. That's only uh, only like three weeks away, less than that. Uh, we have a official website for Tales of luminaria and the reg- pre-registration is now open we have some of the cast behind the game some of the character design artists um and the scenario writers uh, i don't know if you're the one that's most interested in this entry in the tales series
1: josh um i mean yeah it's it it, it catches my eye even though it's yet another tales mobile game so this will be about like the fifth one like in i'll, my I'll be honest
0: they're like they're really blending together for me
1: they're, it's like it's okay. There's like Tales of Link, Tales of Hysteria, Tales of the Rays, Tales of Crystoria, and now this game. I think they just um, trying
4: to kill off Crestoria so they can focus on this new game. So so this so this one's a weird one
1: because this is a this game is pitched as like it's it's a post it's like pitched like a mothership title where it'll have an all new cast. they they're making sure that there's no crossovers, there's no past Tales characters coming into this one. It's an on the, they're saying they've still had 21 main characters. That's kind of their big pitch of it. Because like there's this whole over like the 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 way they're presenting the story is like through through episodes. So you'll you'll be shifting perspectives uh, quite regularly uh in this game and they're trying to craft the whole story around it from different perspectives. They're already teasing out like weird story details of like these two main characters. And this is not a spoiler because they put it they showed it in the in the official broadcast they're like in episode like one um like it shows these two uh main characters being friends in like this academy and like an episode or act 10 or whatever like one of them betrays the other and what It's like what it's like i guess so <laughs> um yeah, the development of this game is done by Kalopo. Uh A lot of Western people won't know who they are. They are the ones behind uh Neko Project uh, in Japan. It's a very successful mobile game uh, over there. The character design is done by Shun Saeki, who's done Food Wars, uh, Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, and a lot of people will like the main composer. That's Goshina is back uh, for this uh, game. And uh, the the gameplay, the gameplay that they showed is it's... Uh it's not like Christoria where they meant the turn-based angle for this. It's more like your standard uh Tails game It's like action, but it's it's seamless. It's don't take this the wrong way. I know a lot of people are gonna like get panicked, but it's it's gonna be like seamless battles like Zysteria where you just uh run into an enemy and then the, the battle interface will like just show up. It won't like transition to like an arena. Um the interesting thing about this is like they they showed in the teaser trailer, this is all going to be done in a portrait mode, which is like your phone is standing up. It's not going to be la- you don't have to turn your phone sideways. Land, uh, landscape mode to play this, um, and like that's cool. And there's like weird like character quirks, uh, like gameplay wise. Like one of the main characters is like this uh female archer, and like one of like the gameplay segments shows her like hiding behind foliage, sort of like a cover shooter, like Gears of War style. So she's like like aiming her shots from like foliage, like as she's approaching enemies, from like moving from like one cover to the next, approaching them and whatnot. So and then like one of the other characters shows that like he's sort of like a I don't know if he's a vampire, but he looks like one. Um like he has like a blink ability in battle as he's moving around. So they're really going for like trying to make these characters like play different or have their own quirks. Since the they're the characters are gonna be like obtainable like as you're going through the story of the content of the game. Uh there's still gonna be a gotcha system in this, in this game. We don't know what it's gonna how it's gonna manifest, but they've already shown like in the trailers, like it'll have in-game app purchase, app purchases and whatnot. So what I think like the gotcha system is gonna be in this game is gonna be like either equipment and or like art. So like, you know, if you wanna get special attacks, you might have to roll for them. I don't know, but I've definitely seen other games like Super What Wars DD You do that where you have to like kind of gotcha for like additional attacks, which is scummy and feels bad. But hopefully, you know, um, it'll be. We'll see how this game handles it. Let's see. Um, They showed off a really cool trailer for this game that has like a really awesome bop uh, from Frederick and uh, Suda. The theme song is called "Answer." It's I I, I, at the very least, like you know, I'm very. I saw a lot of questions about this game. But like what they showed off doesn't really deter me right away, and at the very least, people should at least watch the trailer for like to hear that song. It's a really, really cool, catchy song. I really like it. Um, but uh, they, it's it, Funimation has been kind of the uh, showing the English cast for this game because one of the big things about this game is it's going to be released worldwide simultaneously, and it's going to be uh, both in Japanese and English. So it's really, it's trying to be a worldwide first uh tales game on mobile so let's see how that goes um and it's
0: also getting an anime adaptation through Food right Vision for the dub and uh, it has a lot of uh english voice actors that i actually think are quite good like jason lee bright um monica Rial, uh mm-hmm. clifford chapin she's, Cl- yeah K- Ch- she's good yeah. yeah. So, so no, is, yeah, no we're... Bryce Pappenbrook anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try it out for sure. I, I'm. It, it's also like I wonder how much space this is gonna take up on your phone as well because it has it's like full 3D environments that you're aiming around on with seamless battles and like a fully voiced story both in Japanese and English. So. I don't know how much this is going to take on the phone, and then, and like the and the way they're like saying it's like it's, it seems to be an ambitious title. So I'm, I do like it, though
0: it, it, that it, I, I can I, s- spot some of the enemies that are in the trailer, and yeah. they like, they like pull, look pulled out of Jilla or something like Adam. There's a bunch of those Wiggle enemies like Bun Wiggles
1: and Otter yes, Wiggles. Yes, I like whatever. the Wiggles. They're, they're so They're, cute and the, they're, they're
0: actually on, they're actually like all, honestly all over the place in this trailer. So yeah.
1: So yeah, then they, you know, they showed off like, just a basic like, hey, these are characters, there's like factions in the game, and like this uh, these are the are the factions these characters um you know belong to. So they they kind of released like the basics on the story and the world on that front. And I, I kind of feel bad for this game a little because this this game is clearly like a sort of passion project from like its creators. But it's so bogged down by the context of its release, especially in the West, of like there's so many other Tales mobile games already, and like edit the 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 history of Tales mobile games in the West is a shoddy one, especially with like the premature takedown of Tales of the Rays years and years ago. Like a lot of people, like that's still doing very well in Japan, and a lot of people wanted that to live in the West, but it just didn't happen for whatever reason. Um. And yeah, I I want to see where it's. It, hopefully, this is a good game. I want this to be a good game. I don't want it to be like a Christoria situation where it looked promising, but like like the, I I like the story of Cristoria, but like a lot of its game systems were just it was just too much. It was too cumbersome. Like 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 even like for example, Cristoria, there's like this raid system where you take on this um boss uh, through asynchronous co-op, like kind of people just take, get in their hits. And whatnot but game logic was tied to frame rate so like uh phones that couldn't run the game well wouldn't be able to do as much damage because they ran the game poorly that's kind of like a lot of where the game faltered was like just poor performance on like phones uh for phones that couldn't support it along with like this cumbersome organizational content also, I like I, I
0: mentioned on a previous podcast, that I just for whatever reason, if it's a crossover, I just immediately right. am less interested in it. So, I actually do mm-hmm. kind of like that Luminaria is 100% original,
1: yeah. So, so yeah, uh, the Adam uh, put up the page, you know, along with like full artwork of all the characters, they all have varying uh levels of like they're just all over the place when it comes to like outfits, there's like no like,
0: it, it uh, kind of doesn't feel all too cohesive, even yeah. though it's all the same artist. So it's like, hmm. Some of the yeah. designs, I think, are really cool. Some of them are just like, oh, sure. OK.
1: Yeah. And others are just like, well, it's definitely out there. All right. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll give it a chance.
0: Uh, we also have a release date announcement for consoles for Record of Lodoss War, Deedlit, and Wonder Labyrinth so this is a game that was on steam early access for a long time and then uh came out of early access earlier this year in march and uh we actually did write a review up on it and yeah i think james even did a video review for this one but now it will also uh launch on december 16th for playstation 5 playstation 4 xbox one and xbox series and nintendo switch so now that the full game is available on pc they're just porting it over to consoles seems smart um i know james thought it was a good game though it didn't like maybe not great uh i don't know maybe james you can just kind of really briefly go over like what you thought about Blit wonder labyrinth and whether you're excited for a console port
3: i'm not going to play it on console because i have no reason to right it's it's decent it's a pretty short though it's a metroidvania they're never really that long unless it's like hollow knight in which case it might be a bit too long yeah kind of its own thing um the main problem with it is that as far as Team Ladybug's games go, it feels like it uses it makes the least out of its like main conceit of like the bow and the uh, Ikaruga style like element shifting. Like if you look at something like uh, Luna Knights and you see how much they get out of the time manipulation stuff, it's like really interesting. And throughout the entire game, there's like new stuff being added, new takes on it. You don't really get that with everything that uh D-lit gives you. And there's like a ton of boss fights that are reused several times. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny because I saw some people in my review like kind of shitting on me for saying that it's probably the worst lit Team Ladybug game. And I still gave it a 7 out of 10. It's still a good game. It's just like if you if you play it in the context of like the other stuff they've released, it's kind of hard to ignore that it's definitely not as deep were as uh, fully uh, fleshed out as some of the rubber games.
0: Yeah, but obviously yeah. it'll come over to console and, we, you know, obviously maybe we'll have some other people play on it to see if we get a different perspective. But, I mean, of course, if you played Toho Luna Nights and, you know, you really enjoyed that one and think this one fell short, you know, you're totally free to say that.
1: I, I, th- I think it, uh, th- there is something cool about at least, you know, uh, a wide-scale Record of Lodos War video game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is kind of <laughs> Releasing nice. in the year 2021 and now for, like, all all systems. And, like, you know, regardless of, like, whether, like, you know, the the game was better or worse than, like, uh pa- the past de- uh, games as a developer, there's something called, like, you know, Record of Lotus War is, like, somewhat relevant again. You know, that's a classic franchise from way back when. Holy crap.
0: Uh, we also got a new trailer. For Super Robot Wars 30, so it's it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like Super Robot Wars 30's second trailer, but it's like seven minutes long. So mm-hmm. I have not dug through this trailer, and even if I did, I don't. It's, I am not aware of all the series that it's like referencing, or whether these are original characters. So uh, I don't know, like what you what you gleaned out of this trailer, Josh, that you thought was really exciting.
1: So it's uh, it's uh, interesting for this one because the like Super Robot Wars marketing, like uh, like fans of the series have expectations for like even its trailers because the, the the trailers are doled out like in uh very formulaically like oh usually like in the second trailer that's when they would announce the original characters but that was already announced in the, in the debut announcement trailer for this game so the game's producer and series producer uh Tarana, uh mentioned up front that like you know this is going to be a shorter trailer even though it's like 7 minutes long uh, There's gonna be a shorter trailer because we have a third trailer coming up uh, for, uh, before the game's release. So you know, the they showed off you know m- more attacks from uh, the current series, like you know Victory Gundam, J. Decker, uh, Gridman, and whatnot. But Gridman got a, like, a really cool transformation to Max Gridman in this uh, trailer, and Com- Combatler V um, got like the the final attack in this trailer, which looked really nice. But of um, course. For fans who wanted like a meteor trailer, like they'll have to wait for the third trailer because you know the the, the this was kind of split up for whatever reason. the The main things that uh, people got excited about was um, the sil- silver bullet suppressor from uh, the Gundam narrative movie showed up, uh, and a lot of people liked that because it, that's piloted by the unicorn's protagonist Badger Lynx. So he shows up in the trailer, kind of confirming like, yes, he's a, he's gonna have his unit from narrative here. Um, the big announcement for uh, mecha nerds in this game was they're gonna um, in the Final Code Geass movie, uh, Lelouch the Resurrection. In that film, uh, Lelouch and uh, his partner uh, C two, um, they pilot this incomplete mech called like the Gecko or the Gecko Kui or whatever, and um, in the Gecko, sorry, and but that was like sort of like an incomplete uh mech that didn't have like stick of like the Zeong from uh the original gundam show and in, in this game uh they're actually gonna complete it uh, like for the first time it was like it was shown in the, d- the design documents for for that movie but it was never like completed in the film so for uh in uh super wars 30 they're actually gonna like give it legs and have it like uh, uh color scheme that Lelouch would like and uh, they're gonna call it the getko sui and that's a sort of uh a, a homage to like the perfect Zeong uh, in in the Gundam uh, universe, where there was a thing called the Perfect Z Young, where the Z Young actually got legs as well, so that that's kind of like the big, big, big uh, announcement for this new trailer, which is cool. Um, they showed off, you know, more more attacks from uh, their participating series. They also showed off um, some of the upgrade systems that you'll be interfacing with the game, like in the in the main battleship in the game. Like in this game, you'll be able to upgrade like each facility in this game, like the hangar, the bridge, the engine room, the lab and whatnot. And um, that'll somehow affect like subsidiary systems uh, in the game as well. They didn't go too much into like what it would affect specifically. But that's like kind of a, I wonder if this is like a new thing that will have uh, in the game. Like, I'm not sure what to make of it yet. Uh, Obviously, it'll be upgrading the battleship uh, capabilities in combat. But like stuff like, hey, you can like upgrade the cafeteria. What the hell does that mean? You can upgrade the d- entertainment room. What the hell does that mean? You know, what does what do you what does that mean? Well, what, what will that affect? Will that like unlock new crossover like events? Uh, you know, if it's like level two or whatever, who knows? Um, but yeah, they just they they said that the next trailer for it, the final trailer, is going to be released sometime next month in October before the game's release on the October twenty eighth, and. The, they were really cheeky about this too, because in the Japanese Nintendo Direct broadcast, they showed largely the same scenes uh, that was showed up in this trailer. But then they had a new scene that was uh, probably, assumably, going to be in the new trailer. There was like a one thing. It was like the L guy Mark II, like firing a beam rifle, just like for a few, like two to two seconds, two second clip, uh, snuck into that Japanese Nintendo Direct trailer. It's like you motherfuckers. What do you have in store for us in this final trailer? So people are getting excited about that. And yeah, this game is shaping up to hopefully be really, really cool. I'm really excited for it. And I, I, I'm i kind of doing my, uh, not my catch up, but like my, uh, usually when Super Robot Wars games um, get announced and they show the series list, there'll be like some shows that I want to rewatch because like it's been so long or I want to get into like for this one. I started reading the Knights and Magic manga, and I'm like caught up with that now, so like I'm pretty excited to see how you know which units uh, how units are going to be represented in this game and what sort of crossover interactions they're going to have with that cast with other series. um I'm starting my rewatch of Majestic Prince. I really like that show that's like a 2013 2014 anime show, and I never watch El El is by Tomino, obviously the creator of Gundam.
4: Uh, i've seen the original it's actually pretty good yeah people are saying it's a pretty cool show
1: so but i never got around to elgarge so i really want to you know get into that before uh 30 releases and that's a that's a somewhat pretty long show too so i gotta get on that soon
4: but i I uh, think this is the second time it appeared in the super robot war game i think it was in the gamecube (laughs) super robot war game that they appeared in it 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 has showed up much i
1: want to say like maybe once or twice like i Trying to remember, like, was it at Impact? I forgot. It's been so long since we've seen El Gaiman SRW. So it's really, it's really cool to see it here again. And I, it's, it's also just a wake up conference like, hey, go check out this show. So I'm, yeah, that's probably what I'm, one of my most anticipated games, uh, next month for sure. And, yeah, been releasing worldwide you know, on Steam in case you forgot. Yep. Yeah,
4: yep.
1: Yeah, and I'm really excited to see how it's going to do worldwide. Uh, man, it's, it, that still doesn't feel real. A couple other tiny
0: little footnotes at the end here. Um, we did get a recruitment page for Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate. This is the Dragon Quest title that was announced uh, just with the logo, pretty much back in May. And we saw this uh, listing for positions from Orca. Orca previously co-developed uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, so it's really no surprise to see them on Twelve. Uh, so they've basically they've got listings for like character artists, animators, rigging artists, level designers. Not not too much to chew on here, just shows that A, Orca's working on Dragon Quest again, and B, it'll probably be a long time before we see
1: more of Dragon Quest 12. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, who who's I mean, gonna who's gonna why you should apply? So someone save the level double design. Come on. You show me some good dungeons.
0: I was seeing like if there was like a battle planner or whatever, because sorry, I forget the exact way he worded it, but he thought he said he had a statement like or rethinking the command system which people you know started to say like oh it's gonna be an action game or whatever but uh
1: yeah i i guess maybe maybe that's like the thing that they have like sort of concrete down of like pre 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 like production and pre-development of this game it's like they just know like we want to take the the battle direction elsewhere but everything else is like all right you have to make a game around this too apparently yeah so, so uh and it, it
0: does kind of really seem based on the logo that it's like Dragon Quest for adults or something, but maybe maybe that's just reading too much into it. But probably I, be a long I'm time excited. before it's anymore.
1: I want to see what an Unreal Engine 5 RPG looks like and to have Dragon Quest be the one that helms that. Like mm. that's oh I'm I'm I don't know what to make of it. It's so it feels so ambitious. So a couple months ago, we
0: kind of allowed ourselves to get excited for this. Uh, kind of this tease from atlas that for the persona 25th anniversary they had a, a, a nice website for the anniversary and they teased like seven new persona related projects and i think it was adam at the time who was trying to like say like simmer down like we would probably have a couple like art things or collaborations or you know maybe a concert no you
1: understand they're gonna announce persona six seven eight and nine <laughs> and ten <laughs> Well, I remember people were
0: looking at like the the, the artwork of the of the protagonist, and there was like a blank spot. And it's like, oh, that's going to be it, and maybe you know maybe that'll still turn into something. But we got the first. No, set they, they, of...
1: those already those already got spoiled and leaked. They're they're, they're not. Oh, right. they did. Okay. What?
0: Uh, yeah one one huh. of them is Igor. Yep. And one of them is just like a <laughs> compilation of all five of the other protagonists. So
1: they knew just what just they were dumb.
2: doing. They do know what they're doing. No, no, like that, that.
1: That. that's actually really common in Japan. Like when it comes to Japanese marketing, where like. You don't ever show like like the whole hand because you want people to buy into these blind boxes and find out for themselves what they are. Like it's not oh. this is this is typical marketing in Japan. Just people in the West that are who don't live in Japan, like this is completely foreign to them. So they have the like their expectations through skyrocketing through the roof. But this is a very common, is, yeah, that's that a very common oh, tactic. Like marketing tactic in Japan. But
0: anyways, the announcements that we've had so far are kind of what Adam sort of told us they might be so there's a concert an orchestral concert on november 21st at the tokyo opera city hall um lynn who is a artist will be doing a mini concert at tokyo game show in a couple or in a week uh all the previous persona anime are going to be made available streaming in japan on a single service uh i think Hell
2: yeah
1: (laughs) finally I, I you know what I've been redeemed I've been redeemed finally Trinity Soul Stance can finally rise up and be like we're back baby no. Did you ever forgotten.
0: get? Did you ever get the the HD version of the creditless opening?
1: No. Or whatever? No. I'm still trying to find it. I, that's like the final boss of like my own, whole entire project. And you like. probably have to actually get like a disc version to get that. Not like the I, Netflix I think, or Amazon think, thing probably won't have it. No. That, uh, maybe. I probably not. Sometimes they do. It's a weird case. Sometimes they do. But like the only the only place I know that has it is the 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 now delisted Wade discontinued like, collector's editions from nice america when they released it way back when i think those yeah, remember were when awesome. they did anime
0: that was weird yeah that was weird
1: but yeah so a lot long story short uh hopefully uh this means that all these previous anime uh persona anime will get like come westward or like into streaming services because i don't like some of the persona 3 movies uh, are still like unavailable in the West in some streaming services. If,
0: if um, I remember correctly, it's like on Netflix you can watch the second Persona Three movie, and that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like you can watch the middle part. Like oh, okay, ooh, ooh. sure. <laughs> like that's yeah. the, definitely the best part to choose if you're only pick one, is the middle one okay yeah but one one other one other footnote for this is that we did get an english facing site for the 25th anniversary which is a lot less like coy or a lot less teasing where they basically say uh, more announcements to come 2021 2022 with one question mark basically just basically they say uh, and then there's some there's some language here where they basically say the 25th anniversary. There'll be merchandise, events, collaborations, and even game information. So they don't say they don't. They stick away <laughs> from game. announcements. Mm. They just say, "Well, That's actually, no." Dumb. In that, in that, uh, in this little blurb, they say game information, but at the bottom, they do say more announcements to come. But it just seems like they're being a little bit more like
1: simmered out. But they don't. Have, they don't have like the whole <laughs> well, like seven it, earmarked yeah. things for it. I, I mean, yeah. It, it it seems like you know they're trying to at least somewhat manage manage expectations because. Like, the, the the news of the the concert and then showing up the TGS and, like, the Persona anime streaming and Japanese streaming services, like, you know, that's all stuff that pertains to Japan. Like, that's their first info blowout for the Western. It's Like, here's these uh, digital wallpapers of, like, the previous Persona mm-hmm. for that, and it's like, cool, cool. You know, you know what would be a cool announcement if they uh, announced that, you know, the Persona 3 movies and Trinity Soul would be on Western platforms, or Western streaming platforms? That would have been cool you
2: know i'm i'm all for like 25th not even specifically 25th anniversary but like anniversary things just being about celebrating something rather than being oh it's kingdom hearts 20th anniversary next year so they have to announce four like i'd like it to just be a celebration but i feel like persona fans like they always do think it's going to be something big like every single time anything persona or atlas related comes up it's like ah Seven six. Well, uh, well Persona the five on when Switch. they, I mean, they present when Atlas presents it the way they did, where they said, here's seven
0: announcements coming up, like and there's gonna be starting in September, and then they did like the artwork the way they did. So I can't completely like they did kind of like.
1: Yeah, set they kind of they kind of do it to themselves to be honest. Like uh, like Atlas just all overall, like they they kind ca- they kind of get off on you know tantalizing their fans like that. It kind of sucks, Jeez. but <laughs> hey, that's that's what it is, dude. That's exactly what it is. So, I mean, that, that they just want to, they, they really want to build excitement and hype no, no matter the, the cost, you know. They just want excitement. But they
2: could, they could literally just, tomorrow they could be like, oh, Sender 6 exists. Dude, Everyone would dude it's, the,
1: it's the same fucking way Nomura, like, words things very weirdly and vaguely and, like, people will hang on every word Nomura says in an interview. It's like, oh, that I means...
2: I don't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course. Going on. For I think it makes
3: sense that
0: the first... They, so the the Persona on Japanese site lists seven announcements. Uh, if you expected all seven to be, like, a new game, like, seven new games, I think you're, like... Crazy? What, like, do you really expect them to be, like, seven new games? So I Absolutely. think the fact that no. th- th- there's going to be expect, a... Like- you know, a concert. There's probably going to be one of them is like going to be a royal anime or whatever. Um, mm. But I think it makes sense that the first announcement before Shin Megami Tensei Five comes out would not be like another game to distract from Shin Megami Tensei Five because <laughs> they want people to buy that. And then yeah. maybe after that's out, they'll be like, "All right, now that you've all bought Shin Megami Tensei Five, right? Here's the next thing." And you know, there's the next announcements in in December.
4: Yeah,
1: so, so... They're,
0: I, I trying, they're, trying, like... they're trying to
1: make space for SMT5. The, the, people should be more like thankful that at least these three announcements, like for Japan, were all bundled up in one little slot instead of like three three different slots having, yeah. hey, this first slot yeah. is the Persona anime be The second slot of December is going to be the orchestral concert or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's mm-hmm. true. I just, I think it, to my, in my head, as soon as I think of Persona announcements, this is this is beating a, a dead horse with a stick, but, like, Persona 4 on consoles, maybe? Persona 5 on yeah, Switch? Like, there's, there's obvious ones, you know, that they could do.
1: Forks are, like, a really, like, I get it, but I'd want them to be bundled up in, like, a single announcement, either. I don't want them to be, like, here's, like, five, uh, these five different slots are just, like, Persona 4 Golden to Switch, <laughs> the next slot, Persona 4 Golden to PS4, the next slot, like, I don't know. Or on a 5 tube Switch or whatever. I don't know what to expect. And, maybe, and, 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 the, and the, the best thing to go into is to have no expectations, like always, because it's fucking Atlas and, uh, and announcements. When you, when, you, when you bundle Atlas and announcement together, your expectations should always be zero. The final thing
0: that I have on our podcast uh, itinerary is that uh, Bandai Nameco US did recently announce that they're going to have a Bandai Nameco Entertainment America Live show um not next saturday but the saturday after so it'll be a few weeks before we is can talk n- about it here hmm? it's at new york comic-con oh yeah so it's like so i guess that means new york comic-con is going on yep cool well, i guess pax west went on so i guess we're kind of back in that phase now even though i know that that pax was kind of very very different feeling from the people that i've talked to that have gone there uh so i assume this will be a similar but uh so maybe maybe we'll see more about Digimon Survive? Or I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, for- the fact that it's from the, um, the Western side, it's like, I, I know a lot of times these things are worldwide now and you can get Japanese announcements from the Western branches, but it's just like, hmm. Speaking I'm not of realistic sure Digi- expectations. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if this would be where we would see
1: Digimon. <laughs> I would just assume that this is like where know. we see like the another look at the dark films, whatever. Thing they did at E3 and
2: oh god, uh huh,
1: and what, well, and whatever Bad Night things are coming up soon, like maybe you see like they'll probably mention like oh yeah SRW thirty is like it exists and will finally be released here.
2: Fun fact, um, Man of Medan, the first start pictures was the first like big thing I reviewed for RPG site, and at the time I was quite positive on it, and then they did the second one and they did the exact same twist where. I was like, oh, I said it in the review. I think I was like, oh, once you've found out the twist, you know, it's hard to go back to, but you know, it's it's an interesting first one. And then the second one, they do a similar thing where it's like, okay, once you find out the twist, it ruins the whole thing going back again. So I've just got to the point where if they do it a third time, I'm, well, I'll just complain yeah. about it. Okay, you'll it's, you'll it's, never it's play another Bandai gaming on? Yeah, unless yeah. they do Dragon Ball or Naruto or any of the other things i like i could pull or Ah. or any of the other things i
1: like if they do anime that i like
2: that that's
3: (laughs) uh, that's a
0: very
1: a very thorough boycott (laughs) i I will boycott it (laughs) as
0: long as it's something i'm disinterested in that's pretty good
1: (laughs) Remind you of that fucking call of duty modern warfare 2 warfare 2 boycott (laughs) Team. <laughs> I was
0: reading some of the responses to the announcement of this Band named Nameco showing in a few weeks, and I forgot that uh, people were saying Elden Ring, because like I said, yeah, I would always... Oh yeah, I guess. That's, yeah, that's true. That, that is published by them, so like, alright. There's no fucking maybe. way they're going to show it there. Though. And yeah, every Elden kind of Ring of is mind definitely mind. one of those... Elden Ring is obviously a Japanese game, but almost all of the media for it has come from, like, an English event. Well, the, the, so, big, uh, the big blowout for th- it was from Jeff Keighley's thing, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs>
1: So maybe, will Jeff Keighley be there? That does only maybe know if is going to be there. But yeah, that covers
0: it for this episode of the TetraCast. Very news heavy, but I guess that always happens uh, when we have a Nintendo Direct kind of you know surprise us, and then it happens a day later, and then we talk about it a day later. So, and lots of RPG news to talk about that came out of it, and according, and then the other news that came alongside that uh, from the rest of the week. Uh, And then maybe by next week, some of the games that we've been playing that have been under NDA or we just can't talk about yet, uh, we'll be able to chat about. I personally have not been able to play much because I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm very glad that you guys are able to talk up all the games that you've been playing, because I feel like uh, I'm going to be playing Pathfinder until the sun burns out at the rate I'm going.
1: Uh, uh, All right, George,
3: we're going to have to talk about Deathloop next week.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, by, by the time it's great, look, uh, just just let us know when you're able to play games, so all of us stop playing games, and you have to start, and you have to carry the. uh oh, damn! The <laughs> I don't you want, don't want that.
3: We'll just get to the point where it'll be uh Brian and I talking about our continued escapades in uh, Final Fantasy Eleven again. <laughs> at some point, <laughs> yes. no, but uh, cut, uh, uh, I cut that off with
1: Final fourteen. I got by by the this time next week. Uh, T we'll just be in the middle of TGS, so like a lot of our. Whatever comes out of TGS will or first news of TGS was probably going to be here next week, so
4: yep, yep, yep. Also, yep. that's a thing, you know when right. there's no games to talk about that we're playing, right. eventually there's a big <laughs> announcement of all these games yeah, funny how that works. Well, so. it's cool that we get the, we got the chance
0: this week to talk about games like Kenna and Metroid, so i' will, we'll do that for as long as we need to but. Uh, Thanks for listening. You can read uh, anything that we've talked about, all the announcements from the Nintendo Direct up at RPGsite.net. The features that we talked about regarding uh, Hajimari no Kiseki and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on Switch uh, are up on the site as well. If you go to the site, there's an icon at the top that you can click to go to our Discord channel to talk about any of the recent releases like Tales of Arise or anything else you are currently playing. Uh, We do also have presence on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram, and YouTube, so RPG Site. You should be able to find us there pretty easily. And we will be back next week with uh, hopefully some first news from Tokyo Game Show. I think that time's out, right? Because the game show starts on the 30th and that will be we'll be recording on the second. So it won't be over, but we might have some initial stuff to talk about. So look forward to that. Depending on episodes,
1: it might be over. I'm not actually sure.
3: Yeah, we'll have to double check. But that's uh, early on. So, it, yeah, it will definitely have uh, news to talk about.
0: But until you hear from us next week, stay safe. Take care. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Frankly Kong and Trinity Soul back in 2021. Woo! No.